0: i
1: live from NCSY Colel, it's JM in the AM, starring Rabbi Moshe Benevitz, Elliot Tansman, Gavri Siegel, Shoshi Elvin, and anybody else we can find to come visit us on this beautiful brand new, what are we on, north or south? We're on south? South or southern campus of NCSY Colel, where I must say, a nice handful of what I assume are 11th graders are right now studying Talmud, Torah, and other uh, subjects right in front of me in the beautiful Beit Midrash. And I will point out, as I pointed out to them, that it is they who are the serious Talmud learners, not all those empty seats that are around them, but they who during their spare time are sitting in the Beit Midrash. It is they who are uh, the serious summer of 5781. Torah students it's also starring David Cutler who's here in our mobile studio Rabbi Benavitz has displaced us from our regular studio and he's tossed us to the south end of this campus for the 5781 Colel special do you think the fact that Rabbi Benevitz is closing doors means I'm a little too loud is that possible (laughs) and here we are in the opening minutes and I usually you know how it works here folks we've we've done this a few times you know how it works we have a, uh, we have, we have a build-up as the show goes on to some spectacular guests. But I was told that some of our spectacular guests today on this Wednesday morning have a very busy schedule. And some of the spectacular guests are going to join us very, very early in the show. If you've woken up early this morning, you've chosen the right morning to wake up early. Um, and, and on a very serious note, as so many of us, and I am thrilled that I'm not among this uh, category, and I'm privileged and honored not to be in this category, and why I'm so lucky not to be in the category, I don't know, but for those of us who have, feel, who have been feeling disconnected from the Holy Land over the last 18 months, uh, this is a really solid way uh, to connect a little bit through the radio as we, uh, as we um, tune in uh, to those people who are leading and who are participants in the NCSY summer programs. We'll speak about COLO but many other programs as well tonight uh, during this Wednesday morning, JM and the AM. And it has been a very difficult time for many of us. Like I say, I'm privileged not to be in the category, but 99% of people who live in the United States who are pining to be in Israel even for a day or a week uh, have not been able to do so over the last year and a half. And we take this role of bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora very seriously. And our friends at NCSY, boy, do they take it seriously. They could have given up months ago on trying to get groups of youngsters into Israel uh, for the summer of uh, 2021. But they didn't give up. They kept the faith. They were realistic, but they kept the faith and knew that in the end, they had a feeling. It was a feeling in their bones that, in fact, there would be NCSY summer programming here in Israel during this summer, and by the way, uh, because last night we did a more general show and tonight we're really concentrating on some of the bigger programs, uh, by the way, um, the benefit of COVID canceling uh, the activities for the NCSY Summer Program uh, programs for Israel 2020, the benefit is that 2021, some of these programs, including the one we're at, including the one where we normally broadcast from here at Kollel are booming with hundreds and hundreds of students and participants who are really taking advantage of a unique opportunity. As we say, most of the parents that are listening out there can't visit Israel right now. Most of the relatives and friends and older people in the community, unless they have either a good reason or a direct relative or pray really well. Because, you know, our rule, everybody, I've been through this twice now, even if you have all the applications in, and all the government forms filled out and everything submitted the way it's supposed to be, you still have to sit and pray and pray for a miracle that you're going to make it here into Israel. So we're talking about a lot of students, a lot of young people, young men and young women, who are doing something that a lot of adults in our community outside of Israel cannot do right now, and that's get to the Holy Land. And we're not minimizing any of that. It's a wonderful experience for them, and thank God. It is happening. Uh, we have two special guests. I told you, some outstanding early morning guests. It is a product of their very busy schedule. They have limited time that they could spend with us here at M. although I'm getting the feeling now that I may drag things on a bit and force them to stick around for a while. We have Aryeh Frankel. He has been with us before. He's the CEO of Yad Israel. And I, it says something else here on the note. I'm not quite sure exactly what that is. I may, oh, actually, it indicates that you're the person sitting next to me. How do you like that, Aryeh? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Oh, let me turn on your microphone. Limited staff, you know. You have, Absolutely. You have to pray the mics go on also. Not just pray to get it to Israel. you got to pray that the mics actually work as well. And Yair Jablinowitz is here, Director of Client Relations of Yad Yisrael. A pleasure to welcome you here as well. Pleasure to be here. Uh, well, did you think you'd see us this summer? Are you? Did you think that you'd be at some point surrounded by hundreds, if not thousands, like last night, right at Yom NCSY, of 10th and
2: 11th graders and high schoolers from all over the United States? Well, I was definitely praying that I would. Um, <laughs> and we, back in September, even in August 2020, we had to make a, a tough decision. It takes about 10, 11 months to plan a summer like this. And uh, we had to decide if we're getting going, if we're going to start working and planning or not. So about a year ago, almost a year ago, we had to make that call and that decision. And we believed that we would see you here this summer, which is why we, we started off and started planning our summer.
1: Take me back a year earlier, or half a year earlier, I guess would be more accurate. I'm assuming that everything was in place for the summer of 2020. And then... I would, ha- I would have to assume that the vendors and companies that you work with, because things, you know, this whole pandemic started relatively late, right? Vis-a-vis the summer months, it was Purim, Pesach, right? I would assume they were pretty understanding that everybody, the whole world hopped the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Then you have to make this decision after the summer of 2020 that you just described. And if I remember the atmosphere around September, October, Uh, I'm not so sure people would have said to you at that time that this was the right decision or the sensible decision. How many different plans or tiers did you have to implement in order to balance the fact that you might see all these students here in Israel and that you might not see all these students here in Israel?
2: So that's a great question. Um, There's about 140 tour companies in Israel that bring groups into Israel, 139 of them did not open and said, there's no chance. There's one company, our only company that got going and everybody thought that we were insane. When we sent out reservations to hotels, they... October time. Yeah. Some of them did not even respond and those who responded put a big smiley on the the response saying, you got to be kidding. You know, what are you talking about? Uh, We had our first war was to try and convince them that we want to hold down reservations for the summer and uh, we want to make this summer happen.
1: And it happened. It did. But still, I have to assume that because of the limited number of hotels, that's the feeling I'm getting, that there's a certain percentage of hotels that are simply not open in Israel, right? Correct. Right. The limited number of hotels, the way that different attractions and, um, what do you call it, trip locations are handling this whole pandemic thing. Everyone's got their own rules, right? Even They, they take the government's rules and they either you know, add a little or subtract a little. Everyone's got their guidelines. With all of that, you didn't know if all those would open to full capacity with the numbers you need. That's true. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. That's I'm true. just trying to describe to the audience that the whole thought process must have been very frustrating
2: because you had no clue what the real answer was. For That's, that's correct. That's a very good analysis of, of the situation. For the entire... I, for the past year, basically, the rules in Israel have been changing on a regular basis. Yeah. Some would say on a daily basis. Correct. There were times where museums and sites were entirely closed. Mm-hmm. Then there were times where they were open, but you could only bring in 10 people every hour. So every time we made a reservation, according to the rules that day, we got a response. Say, you can come to Yad Vashem, but only three groups per day. Right. So our, our evaluation was one day at a time. Um, We believe that you can't just look at the present, you need to look at the future. We believe if you have a Muna and you say, down the line it's gonna be okay, you say, all right, I'm gonna take whatever you're gonna give me now, just write my name down there in your your mind, in your schedule, And I'm going to be back. I'm going to call you again in two weeks. And when the regulations change again, you're going to allow me to bring in one more group. And that's how myself, our entire team worked this entire year. Every time taking whatever we could, we call it the salami system. You slice off a slice until eventually you get the whole salami piece that you were looking for. And that's how we've been working all year long. There have been many surprises down the line. A week before some of the groups came in, we got a call from a hotel saying, listen, we're not going to make it. We're closing down our whole food system. We're closing down our dining room. We're not going to be able to serve any food. We thought we'd have more reservations, and we don't have. So either you come here without food or you don't come here. These are the kind of phone calls we got this year. We've never got such phone calls in the past. Right.
1: Okay, so for both of you, yeah. Yair, you? Yeah. Th- there has to have been in the last few weeks some episode, if not episodes, where what you just described happened. We had a reservation for 100. The place is now closed. We had a reservation for X number of meals or activity, and we can't service that many. I mean, this is probably – I mean, it had to have happened more than once, no?
3: Absolutely. Um, If I I may add, um, I think that what we do and we speak about this a lot is we are in the storytelling business. We tell a story here in Israel. Um, we try to describe it, we try to be an active participant. We don't like to consider the people coming here as tourists or clients. They're active uh, participants here in the in this miracle. Um, and what we have done here, we maneuvered from being in the storytelling business to the miracle business. And it's a true miracle <laughs> business, uh, what we've been doing. I mean, everyone here in Israel Destination, uh, starting from RA. Um, what he's been doing is is really outstanding. I mean, I get phone calls every time from friends from other companies. You guys are crazy. You guys are insane. What are you doing? Um, and it's it's really rough hearing hearing the the you know the concerns and and how are we going to do this? But Arya kept believing. Israel Destination kept believing. Uh, NCSY, you know, believers. everyone everyone around us.
1: What happened uh, when you called bus companies and said, I want to reserve, you know, 50 buses for, even for last night, for Yom NCSY, you had to have made that reservation at some point, right? We're going to need X number of bus seats to just transport kids to one event. Did they say to you?
2: So, actually, bus companies we've been working with for years, we discovered that they sold their their they buses. They don't have enough buses to deal with. We have to work with different companies. Um, there are definitely a lot of companies out there that are, are really dying for business and literally will do anything to get a reservation, while others are saying, listen, we can't handle your request this year. We hope to be back again in a year from now. And our job is to try to figure out solutions to these problems as they come up.
1: Well, those who stayed open, they had a major advantage being affiliated with NCSY or getting a phone call from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, right. boy, I'll tell you. Um, I've said this, and you heard me actually say it a few minutes ago. But I've been saying this now for for weeks because I, I don't think I, I think because of the relationship I have with my listeners, I don't think anybody resents the fact that I had this unbelievable mazel of being able to get into Israel. Um, you do everything in your power, and, th- and I'm saying this because I think it happened on the wide level also. You do everything in your power, the correct way, to satisfy the government of the state of Israel that that you are now ready to go and be admitted to the Holy Land. And then you gotta sit and pray and you gotta pray for a miracle. Because I did everything. And then at the end when I finally got on the plane I said this is an absolute miracle. It's a nace that I am that I'm here at this point. And I think people need to realize that, that your position is a nace times, what is it, twenty three hundred? It's a NACE times thousands of students and staff members.
2: I don't know if anybody can appreciate the level of the miracle of the fact that we are here now. You know, yesterday's Yom NTSY was an attitude of gratitude. We should be living our life like that every day because everything is a miracle, but you can't live your life. You know, it says everybody who says halal every day is doing something wrong. You, right. gotta, you have to have expectations. And, but expectations right now are very, very low. And as you're saying, even if you did everything that you should have done, there's no guarantee that you're going to get an approval that everything's going to be okay, that everything's going to be set up. And when something works, everybody's clapping and saying thank you, which is actually a great position to be in. And the smiles I'm seeing this year on on everybody's faces seem to be stronger and and the eyes twinkling, uh, the kids who are here on programs, it's always amazing. This year it's amazing, you know double amazing yeah that's for sure well here's the big question of course <laughs> i can't let you go without asking
1: it <laughs> what's going to happen at the end of august <laughs> is, there, is there going to be yet another leap of faith <laughs> that when next summer rolls around we'll be uh, you know as strong and as as ready as ever for another ncsy summer
2: it's a fantastic question i hope your ear is going to answer it but i i'll say i'll say one thing i think that um we were expecting a July first for Israel to open up right. and have individual, individuals. That was come the in. first
1: hopeful date right. we all had, right? Right,
2: and then that was postponed to August first. Right. And I think even though we're not in August first, we all realize that it's not going to happen in August first, and right. and we're coming to realize that whatever's going on, this is not a short-term process. It's probably longer, um, and there's something very painful about that. But there's something which is actually gives an opportunity for us to build and plan. Because we realize that if we're going to be living alongside this for a while, then we're going to have to have long-term plans. Instead of being surprised every day about what the new rules are for tomorrow, we're actually building long-term plans that we can deal with. I think that this pandemic is going to be with us for a while. Um, and I think that we will have tourist groups coming in also after August. But Boy, um, I hope you're right. I hope we're right, I really hope too. you're right. You want to add on to that, Yuri?
3: I'll just say that on the line, we've got uh, several... Um, communities, organizations, foundations, uh, synagogues, shuls, whatever it is that all are all who think they're all coming, of, right. not only think they're planning, they're coming. Right. right. And the demand is skyrocketed. Yes. I mean, it's it's incredible to see. It's actually heartwarming to see the connection. Yeah, now people are pining between, to get to Israel. Exactly. Jews around the world, uh, not only Jews, but especially Jews right. around the world who are just waiting, have been waiting for a year and a half to come here to Israel. Um, personally, I just want to say, two days ago. Tisha B'Av at the Kotel. um, You see people that this was their first time in a year and a half, some even more, crying, literally crying. And now they have two reasons to do so, Tisha B'Av and the fact that they haven't been here to Jerusalem, to the Kotel for so, so long. Um, It's hard to watch without crying yourself. And I'm saying this as an Israeli, as a person who has been to Jerusalem, the Western Wall, many, many times. Um, uh, To see that, is absolutely amazing and it just makes us even more powerful with what we do and gives us more fuel to continue working hard despite all the challenges and believe me there are many
1: i i don't know what your time frame is i was told you guys are in a rush but i have other things i wanted to tell you <laughs> first of all on the point yeah you're just made when i was here first two weeks ago it was the first time since i don't know when probably since they built the new airport that i insisted i'd grab the ground of israel because it had been such a you know such a disconnect now you know what the problem is (laughs) they they brought me they brought me to that second level where they where the cabs show up you know (laughs) so I turned to the guy who's escorting me and I say you think this is actually Admat Kodesh like you think the second level of the airport would be an appropriate place to do it so I thought that was an interesting quandary to have the other thing I learned is that uh, I met with a hotel manager today and by the way this vibe in Jerusalem, of 99% of the hotels being Israeli is very different. You sit at breakfast and it's all Hebrew. That is very, very different, but very interesting also. Anyway, so um, so the hotel manager says to me that as of tomorrow, I'm sure you know this, as of tomorrow, there's a new rule in Israel that any event, wedding, bar mitzvah of hundreds of people, you must PCR test every single person. I said to him, what did you do? You have a wedding
2: here tomorrow night. He said, we just hired a company to come in and do 400 BCR tests. Right. And I want to respond to that and to your previous question and say that one of the things we've learned here together with our great partners, NCSY, where there's a will, there's a way. Right. And when you believe so strongly in something and you're willing to do anything to make it happen, we've crashed down walls. We've, we've made walls come down. And you really, you create a reality sometimes with your desire and with your willpower and there were kids that I thought were not going to be able to bring them in this summer. They didn't have permits. Right. Different They're, countries, different states, and all that stuff. Huge right? stories. You know what? Everybody's here. They've all made it in. Uh, it seems like the willpower was stronger than the rules and regulations. And we figured out a way for each, every single one of them to come in and be here and to tour. And, and therefore, when I look down the line, I don't know how it's going to look. And we'll be quick testing. It will be quick, um, 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 rapid, serological, rapid. Rapid, okay. yeah, serological right. testing at the air. But I know one thing. The will to come in here is go- becoming stronger and stronger, and we'll work it out. We'll it sort it right of away.
1: reminds me in our tradition how if you show uh, God that you, you have enough of it, he'll push the door through for you. If you really yeah. you know, show that you, want to, uh, that you want to do it. And, and by the way, two other things I learned today. No secret, it was Rony, the, uh, the manager at the Inbal Hotel. It's always been amazing to us in the show, and we always broadcast from there. He had two things that struck me, and you'll appreciate this based on this conversation. Firstly, when we first put him on the air when the hotel was closed, or when we first, were, the first time during COVID that he was on the air when the hotel was closed, He his attitude was that we are using the opportunity to renovate the hotel and to bring it to a different level. And it's always been at a pretty good level, but to bring it to a different level. And uh, and use this as an opportunity, which I thought was a, a, an unbelievable attitude. Anybody who during COVID was able to say, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to grow or to explore or to extend ourselves into other areas that we don't normally extend ourselves to, I thought it was really a positive outlook. But the other thing he said to me was, if anybody on his staff ever says we can't do this for a customer because of COVID, then they're fired. Beautiful. He said, if you say ever, he says, this hotel will run exactly the way with every service and everything. He said, there will be one difference. Everyone has to wear a mask. That is it. Other than that, I never want to hear that you can't get this kind of fruit for a customer because it's COVID or the room can't be cleaned because of COVID or anything. I mean, he busted a hundred things. And I thought that you'd appreciate that attitude because it's the only way to run a business.
2: It's the only way. Every day you're making a choice. Every business makes a choice every day. It's a choice of living or not living, of working or not working. And you can say, "I'm scared. I don't know what's going to be, so I'm going to close," or "I'm going to open and figure out how I'm going to do it." And that's a choice. And when you make, once you made that choice, that's a biggest leap of faith. After that, it's technology to figure out how to do it and in what way and what manner. We're very fortunate. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate uh, to have a great team, and to be a partner of NTSY, and uh, they are big believers. And, and it's just great to be here this summer and to see to see what we're actually have. Yeah, we're changing people's lives. It's, did you enjoy
1: your CSY? You know what I did. I really More than did. usual, right? I really, <laughs> I really did. I really did. <laughs> it's a great night, that's for sure. Uh, I want to thank Aryeh Frankel, CEO of Yad Yisrael, and Yair Jablitowitz, who is director of client relations for uh, Yad Yisrael. Continued success to both of you, and I hope you. Uh, it it early. Earlier, people were insinuating that you'll. Uh, you'll have a big sigh of relief and take a deep breath when everyone's finally back on the plane in the middle of August. I don't know. I have a feeling you'd be working just as hard after this summer because you want to get things going already for the following year. Amen. Never stop. Good luck to you both of you, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Two of the key people from a key company that has, as we've learned over the years, that have, had, have had such an important effect on the activities of NCSY uh, when the NCSY summer programs get to uh, Israel And a big yeshikach to them and continued success in their company. More coming up, everybody. It's JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning at NCSY Colel. In fact, I'm told we're on the southern campus of NCSY Colel. Why does Colel need two campuses? I don't know, but we'll certainly find out at some point during this show. I will tell you one thing. Colel has more NCSYers than it's ever had before. And I think we could say that uh, unequivocally. Uh, that they've smashed their record in terms of uh, the number of NCSYers who are part of NCSY. We'll speak to uh, more of our special guests from NCSY summer programs coming up, if you keep it right here at JM in the A.
0: So son vita like to be I the sins of so son vita like to be my I the sins of so son vita like to be my I the sins so A get 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 I don't I I Allah is I'm not afraid.
1: J.M. in the AM, a music set that includes uh, Jakub Shweki Shlomo Katz, who is part of an amazing combination of performers at Yom NCSY, and uh, Ari Boyanju is in that set as well. How do you like that? It's J.M. in the AM. It's a Wednesday morning. We're at Colel. We'll be back in New York for our Thursday and Friday broadcast, but now we're in Colel in Beit Meir. Ramat Shlomo, right? What's it called? Ramat Ramat Shlomo. Ramo Shapiro. Where's Ramat Like nowhere near here? (laughs) It's Ramat Shapiro. That's what we're calling it, right? I'll get it straight one of these days. And now the moment we've all been waiting for, the director of NCSY Summer Recruitment is Elliot Tansman. And he's set for our in-depth conversation. uh, Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. Nice to see you, sir. Nice to see you on this side of the world, frankly. You didn't know months ago if you'd be here for the summer. You had no clue. Uh, we were hopeful, but right. we have
4: absolutely no clue.
1: Everybody was hopeful, that's for sure. Well, I guess if you're director of NCSY Summer Recruitment and the numbers are the way they are, we owe you a very, very big <laughs> round of applause, Elliot Des, But to say the least. I mean, you took this job how many months ago and you watched these numbers grow like crazy?
4: We, uh, Yeah, <laughs> thank God. We experienced a huge surplus. We, we hit about 2,000 participants or 2,000 registrations by Thanksgiving. And then we got to 2,300 in January and then it stopped. It just, it stopped. Gain five, lose five. Gain five, lose five. And that's the experience we had in 2020, 2021.
1: I said to David at some point during the winter that I was shocked. I mean, you just said Thanksgiving 2000. To me, that's shocking that parents and kids went ahead in what was in some ways the height of COVID. I know it wasn't the real height, but you know, it was still in the United States going a little nuts. That they would make that decision and make a plan. To go to Israel and send their children to Israel to make that commitment. It's pretty amazing. It's
4: absolutely incredible. And we're, we're talking twofold because we had two full grades worth of participants, right. at least for our Yeshiva yeah. Day School population, that were looking forward to
1: these trips. And I assumed, as most would have assumed, I think, that the 10th graders would have to have lived with the fact they missed out. That's it. You know, that's life, as they say. And COVID's a big that's life for a lot of people who missed a lot of things during that year. But NCSY would not put up with that attitude. They said, if they missed it, we're going to make sure there's a good 11th grade program for them.
4: Absolutely. We have four programs in particular that have Name them for me. uh, Kolel, Michlelet, Give, and Jolt Israel all have special, unique 11th grade tracks. And do we we
1: know if those are going to remain or we have no clue?
4: We're going to see how the pre-registration goes. We actually all just right. opened up pre-registration late last night, early this morning. Cost so nothing. Cost nothing to pre-register, and I think it
1: even saves you money down the ro- down the road somehow. Didn't I read does. an email like that where you save a couple of hundred bucks if you pre-register? That's right. You get all the parent of emails. Of course. Over here. Are you kidding me? I'm following this stuff closely. So, <laughs> so right now you are encouraging everybody, rightfully so, to pre-register for the summer of 2022. If what Aryeh said before comes true, we're going to be here next year in the summer of 2022, right?
0: From Arya He almost, he almost guaranteed
1: it on the air. I mean, come on. He made a public statement after all. Uh, but if, <laughs> if his wishes and hard work comes true, then we'll all be here again, please God. And who knows? Those 11th grade programs might actually be, you know, continuous, a, a continuous or continuing for a while. Who knows?
4: That would be, you know, that would be amazing for us. You know, we What a be great
1: sure. COVID um, byproduct right one of the better things about COVID, that there's yep. a growth in ncsy summer program
4: correct you never know what the mindset's going to be and every day is new and to take these opportunities like you mentioned with arye and his team as growth opportunities yeah. for expansion for new ideas new programming new leadership opportunities for some of the older teens that would come back second year that's uh that's our mindset
1: uh, Elliott Hansman's here. In all seriousness, because you you know a lot about summer recruitment, do you, is there a lot of recruiting outside the New York, New Jersey area, or not? Like, are there pockets of the United States that get, you know, I don't want to say pressure, but get active um, uh, people, staff members to come down and actually tell the kids and their parents what these programs are all about?
4: So absolutely. Uh, if it wasn't for that, then I don't know if I'd have a job, or the people that do the recruitment with us would have jobs. We have three full-time recruiters that travel around the country. Uh, And we divide up the different NCSY regions between the US and Canada, the 11-12 regions, and each recruiter is responsible for certain areas of the country to make sure that we're there, not just once, but often early, middle of the year, end of the year, to make sure that we're creating buzz for the programs, following up with parents, closing some of the registrations.
1: Is there a section of the United States that's done exceptionally well? Like are you represented, or is a certain area of the US represented really you know, largely? in NCSY summer programs in Israel this summer or nothing really stands out?
4: Well, are we talking outside, of new, York, yeah, new, outside new York, New Jersey? Yeah, outside uh, New York, New Jersey. Yeah, this year in particular, we have a ton of people from South Florida. We have two full TJJ buses for right. our public school programming. We have a ton of guys on Kolel from from the different South Florida schools. Chicago in particular also. We have uh, you know a big delegation of guys on Kolel, and uh, co- guys on Kolel, girls right. on Mechlelet and Give. Uh, Los Angeles also. And a lot of our, we have a new trip that we're running, actually, I believe your nephew, yeah. Akiva, Naiman, yeah. by Akiva Naiman, out in NorCal, started Doing a whole a great new job. social action TJJ bus, 40 kids from the Bay Area in Northern California.
1: I said to him yesterday, I think it was on the air, um, he, he, he was running a special program uh, in Kiryat Gat, and I said to him, every time these public school kids hear about Israel from anybody that they meet... They're going to ask, you know, Kiryat Gat. I work there. I thought know, they're going to be connected to that area for the rest of their lives.
4: An incredible, uh, we, we drove out there, a couple of people from our team, th- with real equipment, knocking down trees, moving them around, building a fence for a for a youth center in Kiryat Gat.
1: Pretty amazing. Elliot Tansman is with us. So I'll ask you the same question that uh, my listeners have been hearing me ask for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so. And traditionally, I ask it to the TJJ leaders, but I'll ask you, why not? Public school youth, and I'm not talking about day school kids, I'm talking about public school youth, have a lot of choices of what to do with their summer. Let me give you an example, Elliot. There are teenagers out there who if they, if they say to their parents, hey, my friends are going to Hawaii for a month during the summer. The parents would say, yeah, go ahead, enjoy. You know how it is now in America, right? It's no, hold, no holds bar. There's plenty of money, plenty of vacation time. I mean, now during COVID, maybe it's a little different, right. but you get my point. If they tell their parents they want to go ski in Alaska during the summer months, no problem. But yet they decide to dedicate not only their travel time to coming all the way to Israel, but to dedicate what is essentially their spare summertime to learning about their heritage, why?
4: So we're finding, especially this year or the last 18 months of COVID that teens are looking for opportunities and ways to tap into something they've never tapped in before. There's a new aura and a new experience that teens are going through and the ability to come out of some of the isolation out of the loneliness that they might have experienced the last 18 months again maybe different than in years past this is a new unique social opportunity where they got to over the last 18 months think what is special to them what really catches their eye and get to fully in in an experience like that. And we still know it's an uphill battle. And this year in particular, we have an all-time low price over the last few years that we right. offered for TJJ. The price has been going up a little bit every right. single year. And uh, due to the Marcus Foundation, the Route 1 organization, they gave every teen on a public school program a $3,000 subsidy. I mean, this is incredible. That matches the OU subsidy. And teens, before they got some extra funds from their local NCSY or maybe their local Jewish Federation, the price tag that they saw, including the flight the hotels, food, accommodations, activities, 2500 bucks for four weeks in Israel. And then those other outside funders, like I said, Federation, right. local NCSY, it's an opportunity of a lifetime that they get to experience.
1: Elliot Tansman's here. He directs NCSY summer recruitment. So how big can this get? How, I mean, what's going to happen next summer? Anybody know?
4: oh my gosh uh no that's the beauty of it we don't know but we we know that we've grown exponentially every single year right. and uh, while we're working with rea and his team we know that if kids want to come we're going to make room for them whether it's a new hotel a new bus company that we have to use we got to push l all for more seats on more flights whatever it's going to be that we need to do to get more teens to come that's what we're going to do
1: uh, it's pre- it's an amazing effort, and the numbers are pretty remarkable. And uh, as you said, right now, people could actually pre-register for the summer of 2022. Summer.ncsy.org, I assume. That's the Absolutely. website. Summer.ncsy.org. And we do encourage everybody to hop aboard. It's an incredible experience. What do you think of Yom NCSY?
4: I'm a little biased. I mean, if oh, I say yeah, it was bad, I, I'm the MC of the event. <laughs> I, I even true. had a, a special voiceover <laughs> call-up to the, to the stage. Did that work out well? That was okay? You know what? I, it's, it's been used a couple of times. I think we need a refresh. Ooh,
1: we're going to refresh it.
4: But, uh, but it is, uh, it's a very unique experience to get called up by you. Well, I appreciate that. Year.
1: But what's the unique experience of seeing thousands of kids dance and celebrate together and really see each other all together one night of the summer?
4: I mean, that's, th- that's what we're trying to do. Uh, each program itself is unique. It has its own vantage point, its own focuses over the course of the summer, whether it's a learning focus. Again, all the programs have the learning, sure. the chesed, the touring, the Israel advocacy. A lot of components. Each has its own right. focus, though. And there are a couple of times, and it's usually back-to-back, where we have Tisha B'av and Yom and CSY, where there are these couple of times where everyone comes together. It's a night full of brotherhood and camaraderie. And just just everyone being together.
1: So you can't believe you're here, huh?
4: I cannot <laughs> believe we're here. Anyone, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> anyone who wants to ask the story how my wife, my child, and I got here, you can, uh, it's not, you can email me. It's not me. the regular
1: NCSY group story? not the regular
4: story? NCSY group story. I'm not even sure it's for the air
1: wow. right now.
4: But, but we are here. We are here. So you agree
1: with me that absolutely. you do everything in your power, then you pray, and then you get an ace. That some it. miracle happens. It's I, crazy.
4: I teared every single time. We ran into a little a mishol, you know, just a little hump yeah, in the road. Hurdle. It, we, I, I, got, I teared up. I teared up every single time because every single time it worked out. Whether it was Allah was able to help us out or Aryeh and Yad Yisrael were able to help us out. And I, I was awestruck that these miracles, th- these, these are not hidden miracles. These are clear miracles.
1: People Yalui, think we're nuts when we say this, but I'm telling you, it's a miraculous experience to have been through this.
4: it up every single time.
1: And it worked out. Worked out. Um, and you do not spend time with any specific program. You are not exclusively with a specific group this summer.
4: I'm not exclusively with any group this summer. I have been in the past. Right. Um, and that's We've the, heard about those. That's the greatest <laughs> opportunity there. I do spend a little bit of time with Colo. They were nice enough to add me to one of the, the basketball teams nice. for, for leagues um, uh, this season, um, which is very nice. Cause last you're considered
1: time, a ringer? Like You're considered one of those guys that just improves the team automatically?
4: I wouldn't say automatically <laughs> or often, but um, today in particular, yes. Um, but they, they didn't give me the invite la- earlier uh, in the summer because I actually went to the championships a couple years ago. I'm the, I'm the defending runner-up. Wow. It sounds better when you say defending, you even though say you're saying again. runner-up. The defending <laughs> runner-up, and uh, they, they accidentally left me off the league list for this year. The didn't draft. make
1: the roster.
4: But I, I was able to make the roster midseason.
1: season yeah wow. you're a walk on as they say
4: I'm a walk on and uh, that's my that's my role for the for the summer in general. I walk on to every single program you get to the highlights of every single program the most importantly the banquets at the end of the summer of every single program you get to see where some of the teams started from from rec- the earlier recruitment season in September october through the the beginning of the summer program itself the airport and then you get to see them at the banquet and a lot of the transition that they experience oh, yeah. over the summer
1: that must be obvious by the way not that noam needs my needs my praise but jolt doing pretty well oh huh?
4: uh, yeah i mean they're running two full buses it's, for each one of the grades i mean
1: almost 100 in each grade which oh. is pretty crazy
4: and that's and that's after some of the dropouts from covid Correct. and security right. sure
1: unbelievable elliot uh, continued success sir
4: Amen. Thank you very much. One of the you benefits
1: know. of being affiliated with is we got to know you over the years. What a <laughs> tremendous benefit that is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and the representative of the Siegel children agrees with me on that one. How do you like that? You know
4: what? When I, when I saw him at TABC <laughs> earlier this year, yeah. I just want to give a special shout out if I may sure. t- to TABC. They were one of the schools, uh, the first schools that allowed us to come in person this year. They had tents set up outside so that we can do recruitment for the summer. So just a special shout-out to, to them. Some of the other schools eventually right. you know, were able to move around regulations and rules to, to allow us to come in in person or virtually, uh, but they were the first in-person uh, recruitment opportunity that we had this year.
1: Amazing. Thank you, Elliot. Elliot Tansman, everybody. He's director of NCSY Summer Recruitment, and uh, look, the numbers bear it out. You know what they say, the ends justify the means. If we're going to praise NCSY for having 2,300 students in their summer programs, we got to give the director of summer recruitment all the props that he deserves. More coming up. You're listening to a Wednesday morning NCSY summer program edition of JM in the AM.
0: Lo love love you slow you Ne horoy lo 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 Kishoy kishoy Ich habe es so, aber loyal lo yish.
1: That America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio Around the world, the web at AlchumSingle.com And the Single Network And of course on the beloved NSN app It's hour number two of our visit to NCSY Colel On the southern end Or at least what some people are calling the southern end Of the Kolel campus That's right, it's so large that this year they need two ends The northern end and the southern end And if you're a south-sider, it means you're likely finished with 11th grade. If you're north sider, you're likely going into 11th grade. How do I know all this? Because I pay attention to right Benevitz when he gives all these uh, descriptions of what's happening here at NCSY Kollel. He is the managing director of NCSY and director of NCSY Colel, or by Moshe Benevitz. Welcome to JM in the
5: AM. Amazing to be back. Thank you for having me.
1: What have you done with us, right Benevitz? This doesn't look familiar to me at all. Where am I? Am I still in Israel? Where am I right well, now? Take
5: a look out that window. <laughs> you can see the sunset. You are most certainly still in Israel. We're looking at one of the most spectacular views in the entire country, and uh, we are bigger and better than ever before. Yeah. Uh, two locations, as you said. And my, and my joke, uh, the, the genesis of my joke is that normally
1: we're on the north end, Beit Midrash. Today, we're on the south end, Beit Midrash, which begs the question, right, benefits, And I think I sort of alluded, this, uh, I, I alluded to this with somebody last night. Maybe it was David Cutler at Yom N C S Y. If every year we're told that Kolel has no more room, right? and now all of a sudden... We have a whole
5: other campus that you've been able to secure. That's That's right. That's
1: a pretty good feeling.
5: That's right. It's an amazing feeling. It really is. Uh, I I mean this in a way that's not even facetious. We know there are uh, various midrashim, various uh, stories we are told about the powers of the base on Mikdash to accommodate as many people. And this is the magic of the land of Israel. This is the magic of NCSY summer programs in the land of Israel. is the magic of the history of our people. We will not run out of room. There's always space. There will always be space. And uh, that's what we've been able to do. That's what we've been able to do. The demand is there, and we're creating the demand throughout all of our NCSY activities throughout the year and the great recruitment efforts. I know you just spoke to Elliot Tansman. Sure. And uh, we're not going to be turning people away you know, when it's they finally get in. It's funny because...
1: Some people wonder if now there has to be a permanent 11th grade program. But I'm more clever than that, right, I know what your waiting list has looked like over the years for 10th grade. So whether you do, in fact, expand permanently to another grade or not is irrelevant. You need this space. So we might be, this may not be our only visit to the south end of the NCSY Colo Camps.
5: I certainly hope it won't be. This has been a a wonderful expansion of the program. We've been able to multiply the impact that we've been able to have, not just because of the boys that are here, but because of the opportunities that they're presented. Uh, It actually gives us the opportunity to run slightly smaller programs, uh, which has good and bad, but uh, certainly it's it's mostly good, and that it gives us a little bit more of a sense of one-on-one attention, and the energy that's created is... It's always incomparable, but we've really been able to amplify that how and make long, it how
1: long does it take you to walk to the north side
5: Ah, that's a great question. Have you lost a lot of weight this summer? I no. have accepted upon myself to almost never, except <laughs> no, the most dire seg- no, no almost never to take a ride. <laughs> and, and I'm uh, base matters to base matters. I'm under five minutes now, so that's a good thing. It's doable? This it, oh, base yes. to the other base is oh, doable other
1: yes. five minutes? Oh, yes. I don't think I could do 12.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a ride whenever you need
1: it. Thank you. It's obvious that I do need it, right? Next <laughs> year golf carts. That's the, uh, that would be, that no would be promises. An, that would be an improvement. I don't even know if they have those in Israel. Ha- not we'd many. Ha- we'd have to investigate. And golf courses. <laughs> yeah, they don't have many of those either. Right? Moshe benefits as well. That's a managing director of NCSY. So now your role has expanded to the point where you are uh, overseeing or have responsibility for the entire organization, frankly. Not to be too dramatic, but you really do have some type of say and some type of, uh, of a contribution to the entire NCSY prog- project.
5: Yeah, you know, together with a great number of people, I know you spoke with Robert Greenland yesterday, sure. who's our international director. It's a, it's a real privilege to be working with him and to be part of this extraordinary team. All of our regional directors, all of my colleagues on the national administration, specifically the other managing directors that I work with, uh, it's, uh, it's really very, very special. There's a lot of work to be done, but we got a lot of hands on deck to do it.
1: I'm in a big schmooze mood tonight. So these guys are waiting patiently. We're going to get to them. But I'm in a big schmooze mood today. For some reason, maybe it's the South End that its influence on me. Could I don't be. know. Maybe it's that like Gavri Seagulls here, and I'm just in the mood to sit and schmooze. But there's a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Uh, and so can I, look, people need to realize that the majority of folks that we've spoken to at Yom NCSY and today on this Wednesday, J.M. and the A.M., who are leaders, are from the U.S., So their story is similar to mine and others in terms of getting to Israel. You had a completely reverse experience. You live in Israel, please God. So did you feel the... Any type of, I don't know, have you
5: been allowed to have free travel to the U.S. and places like that over the last few months? It's certainly not free travel. It did pick up a little bit right before the summer. I went from last March until this May without any trips at all. Oh, interesting. Since, I didn't know that. So May the dinner K-
1: and the Shabbat were the first time that you were in
5: New York? That was the first two times, correct.
1: And was that easy already at that point?
5: Like you just uh, got on I the plane? I wouldn't call it easy. Everything's relative. Uh, people have had harder times with harder things for sure, uh, but it was, not, it was not free and, and simple. And uh, there are lots of questions of what's going to be next, and uh, I have no idea when my next trip will be and how it will be, Uh, but we take it one day at a time, and i got plenty to do here with uh, everybody we were able to get in.
1: That I'm sure. So if we use the Shabbaton, which I think was officially in April, um, or no, actually it was in May. It was in May. It was the Shabbos after Shavuos. So it was in May. And we used the dinner, which I think was also in May or early June. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I was early June. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're there you very go. good. The right just keeps tracking his stuff.
5: At those two events, did you know this was happening already or not? At yes. Those two, you yes, did yes.
1: know that you'd have hundreds of people here already in April and May.
5: We were very confident at that point and almost certain. The, the May event even more directly contributed to that. The May event was our training weekend right. for our staff. So there you already uh, say, like, okay, well, this correct, is happening. Correct. Uh, we were, t- we knew we were training them for something. Uh, we, it was hard to believe that actually yeah. all the people that we were that we were able to get in were able to get in. We could really not even imagine that Yom N.C.S.Y. was going to happen at the scale in which it happened. Yeah, uh, we knew that there were certain optimistic signs. Going back to the announcement of the vaccines, that was a real turning point, uh, you know, when it was really... Possible to imagine after such wave after wave of bad news and cancellations last summer, of course, uh, that was a real, real opportunity. And and first time, I think a lot of us thought, hey, this really might happen. And then we got a bunch of good news over the following months. And by the time we hit around May, we uh, we knew this was going to happen. These guys are very patient, but I'll get to them in a minute. You have an amazing roster of Rebbeim.
1: People who have never been here know who you have here. Sure. It's, a, it's big hock, as they say, sure. in the Jewish world, about which rabbis and Torah leaders spend their summer, or part of their summer, at NCSY Colo. How do you split
5: them between these two campuses? That's a great, great question for our regular Rebbeim in the morning, those who are teaching The high school guys on a regular basis, they are each assigned to a campus. We have 20 of those rebellion, uh, and they are all assigned to a particular campus. There was a little bit of a strategy of how exactly to split them up. Uh, the ones that are are capable of having greater exposure and impact on larger groups at a time, we make sure that they have the opportunities to do so at other times during the day, but they have a primary focus. For our Russia Yeshiva, for Rabbi Shechter, Rabbi Sabolovsky, and Rabbi Tursky, uh we try to spread that wealth around as much as possible uh, and to get them. Uh, they have a main base measure that they spend their time in, but they give... A night cheer and the opposite base medrish and we certainly move them around mm-hmm. enough to make sure that as many boys as possible have the opportunity to do so are they also walking in less than five minutes or? uh they we give them rides more <laughs> often than not but uh, you know we'll see what happens <laughs> you have two superstars to your right i certainly uh, really do. two
1: certainly do representing two very interesting areas of the united states of america for us the new york new jersey area is obviously one that we focus on often but the other student who's here, the other NCSYer who's with us, comes from the what many people are calling the only normal state in the United States of America. How do you like that? I do, indeed. And that would be uh, David Sloviansky, who's an wire from Miami, from the Hebrew Academy. A pleasure to meet you, sir. It's great oh, you. I should turn on your microphone, shouldn't I? There you go. Please. It's
6: a pleasure to be here.
1: Appreciate that. Am I right or wrong that you're from the only normal state of all 50 states of the United States? I like states?
6: to think so. <laughs> <laughs> Different type of normal. Yeah,
1: well, you know, you got a reputation for being that's an open state and being one that's interested in progress and uh, things like that. So I guess that's a good thing, right? It's a great time there. <laughs> um, so what made you come to NCSY Colo? Do a lot of Floridians come to the uh, programs here
6: in Israel? So it's, uh, it's actually funny. Most people don't go on Israel programs. Most of them stay in Miami and work. Wow. My original plan, I was going to go to a summer camp and work there with a few friends but things didn't work out and almost last second this idea of koala came up and i've honestly never heard about it until this year and well who brought it to your attention who so uh, me and this other friend applied to camp right and we both you know it didn't work out we both didn't really it wasn't the plan for us and he he knew of koala because i think he had friends that went there Uh. before his older brother went there and he he told me that about the idea I, you know i didn't think much about it and then as time went on i'm like okay like i like it and then I ended up here hashem has a plan you know and uh, i'm so grateful that i'm here how old are you if i may ask 18. i like when 18 year olds say hashem has a plan like even he
1: gets that you know i think you have to get to my age to understand that there's a real master plan up there so your life is probably going to be a little different because of this summer right for sure a lot of growth all right, Benevitz, what do you say about that, about uh, young teenagers coming to NCSY Cola and their lives being a lot different than when they first got here?
5: It, it, it's a transformative program uh, more than anything else, and we're living in transformative times. Uh, it, it's true what you're saying about the fact that it's so refreshing to hear uh, young people saying the fact that that this is the, you know, God has a plan for them, but if there's one thing we learned over the past year and a half, it's that that is, uh, we're not in control of so many things. Uh, and it's great to be able to do the things that we're capable of doing, make the decisions we're capable of making, and also turning to God above and saying, hey, this is, uh, this is part of a greater plan that mm-hmm. we are dealing with. And when you do it at that age, it's pretty impressive. Well, uh, good luck to you this summer. Based on
1: Reibenevitz's uh, evaluation, it sounds like you're doing great. It's a great summer on real time. Oh, Hashem, wow. Alicia Markovitz is here, who's an NCS wire from Bergenfield, New Jersey, and I'm told attends TABC. How that do you like true. that?
5: That is true. Is he the
1: only TABCer here this summer, Rabbi Benavitz? I don't think he's the
5: only TABCer within <laughs> <laughs> three feet of uh, where he's sitting. No, but TABC does have
1: a nice contingent here, right? Large number of students from Huge. TABC. And I think it's like that every year, right?
5: It certainly is. And you would know, because you've been here since year one, right? Uh, pretty much just about yeah, accurately or not year one maybe year two why do people
1: yeah. always say year one with you I yeah it,
5: it was hard to say exactly what year one was but uh-huh. uh right around there understood alicia how would you evaluate the summer so far
7: this summer has been unbelievable unbelievable Baruch Hashem. um so many opportunities and uh and stuff i wouldn't be able to do otherwise um, last year um, the plan was to go on antipsycolo and when I found that I wasn't going that just wasn't a possibility so, Oh this uh, is
1: here's a perfect example you bet you thought you... Were NCSY summer life was over, and then thank God they took students from 11th grade. That's very
7: true. That's very true. And uh, it's amazing to be here, and I'm so happy that everything worked out.
1: Backtrack for a second. How devastating would it have been if you would end- have ended up not being here at all, any of these summers?
7: Extremely, extremely devastated. Um, I- 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 everybody that, that, all my close friends that are older than me that, that went on NCSY will always come back and say, oh, each other's program is for you. You're yeah. going to have an excellent summer there. And when I found out that, uh, that it was canceled last year, I, I was honestly very
1: nervous. You know what's funny? How many seriously are on the north end? How many? 200? Like, how many do you have up just there? Just
5: under 200. And what do you have here? Just under 170.
1: And the reason I'm asking is because there's 170 stories like that. Because every one of these guys would not have, were not here last year and probably all thought that that ship had sailed. It's, not, it's just never going to happen for me. And what he's saying, Alicia is duplicated all those times with all those students
5: it's amazing and there, there is a certain energy that is created specifically in our south based medrash with the 11th graders mm-hmm. there is a sense of appreciation a sense of purpose that is much higher than anything we've ever experienced before yeah uh, I had a feeling I had, they came in with a different attitude no question about like, it like thank god I'm here <laughs> no question
1: no question <laughs> what did you do last summer
7: um, I was actually on NC Swakow in TVC right. there was a little program there that do you remember you we were
1: there one morning Um, It was a really rough weather morning, so a lot of guys ended up coming in. (laughs) I think it was one of those flooded mornings. I do remember that. I do remember that. (laughs) So like there were seven guys there. But, you know, honestly, I think think David Cutler totally agrees with me on this. For one summer, we all said, okay, we could put up with it. If it would have happened again, all of us, me, him, you, we all would have been very, very disappointed. Thank God we're in Israel is all I could say. Anyway, continued success to you, Alicia.
7: Thank you so much. And to
1: both of you, your parents should be very proud. Thank you, thank you. And thanks for representing uh, uh, the NCS Wires here so well tonight. Right, benefits continued success. Pretty amazing. You chose some good ones tonight, right, Benefits. We certainly did. We've had hits and misses over the years. You chose some good ones. What more, can I more hits than misses. <laughs> it's kidding. not hard to do. You know, i kidding. To find I don't even know if there yeah. ever was a miss. What do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, I I'm just being dramatic, that's all. And anybody out there that's considering Colel, now's the time. Did you hear that pre-registration has begun already? It is open already. For 2022. Right, if there's no discussion about whether there'll be a twenty twenty two. We've already we've already announced there'll be a twenty
5: twenty two season. Can't wait. Pre register now. Can't wait. We're
1: Summer. dot org. By the way, what would you say? Because, uh, you know, I said before, 170
5: stories, not really true, because you do have some 11th graders every year, right? Every year there's some. Sure, sure, sure. So w- but we don't have it. Not one of them has been on an NCSY, has been on NCSY COLA before. We usually have right. our program. Repeats. Yeah, of course. And we don't right. have a single one.
1: These are the first-time 11th graders, which is the exception for you yeah, for this correct. year. That's so correct. What would you, so, what, so what would you say to somebody next year for 11th grade programming, they may as well apply, because chances are they'll... They'll either be part of what will be an expanded program or they'll be in that category, that like you way, just described. Right. Of That's right. I'm no, sneaking no in, in that group of 20 or you 30. Bet. You bet. Summer.ncsy.org. David Cutler likes the fact that we're actually sitting here on the air planning for next summer. David Cutler's favorite thing to do to me is before Yom he tells me the date of next year's Yom NCSY. That's one of his favorite things to do. I said to him the other day that the fact that both of us know that next year Tishabov is a nidche is scary. That both of us already know that—that's that's pretty scary. But that's the way it is. Anyway, snuck a peek
5: myself. Uh, you also I, look I at will that. I will confess. Kalma. Yes. Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, thank you very much, and thank you for your hospitality. Always a pleasure. You, Rabbi Moshe benefits everybody, with some amazing NCS wires here at the uh, JM. In the AM, More coming up. We're here until 9 o'clock. We're back in studio Thursday and Friday of this week in New York City. Uh, and I do remind everybody, no joke, that NCSY Summer Program's 2022 pre-registration has begun. All you have to do is go to summer.ncsy.org again. Go to summer.ncsy.org and there uh, you'll have all the information. You can actually save money if you register now for next summer, which is pretty amazing. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
0: i <laughs> Has bis im Korn, ihr gagluloi, lass euch the geduldemer ich Oh, Oh, oh. Ich seh mit zwei, ich hab's getan und bis sie im Korn. Ich gagel um mit zwei, geht euch noch mehr die Schau mit zwei, mit zwei, in die vor, wenn mit dort am Mitzwoch, hab mir noch am Mitzwoch. Wer ist hier, euer Mazen, um Stammel in der Mauer. Schau mit zwei, in die Dauer geht's vor, wenn mit dort am Mitzwoch, hab mir noch am Mitzwoch, um Stammel in Se mit zwoa Haas git dann no bissi vom I gaglau das soll's mi so mehr oh oi se mit zwoa no mehr oh oi se mit no so it's me, it's all good, I I Oh, i so am so am J.M. and the AM,
1: it's Mordechai Shapiro. Before that, some Simcha Liner. You had some... Uh, who else was in that set? A lot of great artists here at J.M. and the AM. We're at Colel. It's a Wednesday morning J.M. and the AM. We have a tradition. We thank the people at NCSY, and especially David Cutler for his tradition. Uh, the first half of our visits to Israel during the summer usually uh, concentrates on Yom NCSY, where thousands, and I'm not kidding when I say that now, thousands of ncs from all the different programs get together with the staff one big ncsy summer program family and thank god this year it happened in israel and we were able to present that show to you uh, yesterday morning today this morning it's our visit to uh, ncsy colel uh, but a discussion really about all the programs uh, that get uh, deservedly so much attention during the summer months and i remind you that registration, believe it or not, for 2022 is now open, summer.ncsy.org. Again, that's summer.ncsy.org. Feel free to go to that website when you register. Not only doesn't it cost you anything, but down the road, once you become a uh, an NCSY Summer Program family, uh, you'll actually enjoy a discount um, from our friends at NCSY Summer. So take advantage, register now. No obligation, but it uh, only benefits to you down the road. Simple as that. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk.
8: Good morning. We learn a fascinating piece in the Talmud, in Meseches Baba Basra. It tells us, Hashem wanted to give Yerushalayim a fixed particular size. Shinamar, because it says, when the Novi Zechariah, when the prophet saw a vision in which a Malach was there with a measuring rope, he said, Vayomar, ona He said to him, Where are you going? Vayomre Eli, he said to me, Lamodis Yushalayim. I am going to measure Yushalayim. sholayim. Kama Rachba Arka. I want to see how long is its width and how long is its length. The Malochim, the angel, said before Hashem, Master of the world, You made so many cities in the world, that belong to the nations of the world. You didn't give the fixed measure, not for the length and not for the width. Yerushalayim, but concerning Yerushalayim, your name is in its midst. And your sanctuary is in its midst. And the righteous people are in its midst. Is that what you want to give a fixed size to? Right away, the Novi saw another Malach who came to speak to the first one. Bayomar rotz taber Please run and tell this young man, Navi Lamor, this is what you should say Prozos te Shev Vushalaim, will be as wide as an open area. Merov Adam, because of the multitude of people, Ubehema and the multitude of animals, Bisaka that would be in its midst. The Marsha comments that the Malachim said, Yehushalayim, Shemikdosh Besoycha, that the Mikdosh is in your midst, meaning, the Mikdosh right now, Asher Gadol Hu which is so great, and also the Yerushalayim, Shemikdoshcha, Besaycha. and then there's Yerushalayim, that the name of Hashem, the special Shema HaMaforosh, is going to be pronounced, that is La'asid Lavo, when the Beis Mikdash is going to be rebuilt. At that time, it is going to have to be very great. Therefore, Yerushalayim is Beloshon Rabbim. It is in the plural tense. It comes to allude that Yerushalayim of the future will be so great that all of the people will be able to gather in Eretz Yisrael, And that's why the Novi concludes, Because it is so great, it will not be able to be built by human man but rather, it will be a wall of fire that will descend from heaven. May we be blessed to soon see that day. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
1: J.M. in the A.M. It's a Wednesday morning and we're at NCSY Kollel in Israel. And yes, we're very, very lucky and we know we're lucky. And I thank those listeners who... Uh, are not resenting the fact that i keep mentioning that i'm in israel kind of a lot of our listeners want to do the same thing want to come to the holy land they're pining uh, for the ability to be here in israel which i totally understand and i've had this unique opportunity uh, to be here for a few days and to enjoy israel and i do wish it for everybody and hopefully soon the israeli government will make it easier and conditions will be easier to allow people to come in more freely um, and not have to take advantage of the system where you submit every application you cross every t dot every i and then you sit and pray and then you eventually get a nace that's that's the system now it's application every detail prayer and nace and that's how it works and i've been through it a couple of times i could tell you it's exactly how it happens simple as that i have spent many a summer with rabbi Yisrael kamenetsky uh in the old days we spent literally summers together now we see each other when we uh, get to Israel and enjoy a few days together at uh, NCSY koel He's Educational Director of NCSY Kohel, and of course to the vast audience, you know he's the Menahel of DRS, and is the, uh, would Rosh Hashiva be the, the more appropriate title? I apologize Hashim, if I'm shortchanging you, but knowing you you probably feel this is just fine. A pleasure to welcome you back to J.M. to the AM.
9: <laughs> Always a schus and a pleasure to be with you, Nachum, with all the great work that you do, and all the People you help out and inspire and influence. Uh, it really is a pleasure all the time to be on JM in the AM, especially here in the land of Israel and especially here on White So I can't echo your sentiments enough. I was telling my wife the whole time we're here by the Kotel, surreal. It's just surreal that we're here. We couldn't be here for so long. And now we're able to be. It was did emotional. You, did
1: you get an opportunity in the last year and have nothing? No, not since uh, January 2000. Not since 2000. the beginning, yeah. That's no. when we were here in January of 2000. So, in 2020, rather. So, anyway, um, do you like my system? Every application, every detail, then you pray, and then you hope for a dace. Because exactly. even if you get everything right, you still need a dace to get it to Israel right. Exactly, now. perfectly. <laughs>
9: exa- I agree with you 100%. We were sitting there hoping, praying it would come. Thank God it, it came, and out. we're
1: here. Thank God. Uh, So now, look, it's a little different this year. Colel's larger, I don't know where you're spending your time, 10th graders, 11th graders or both, knowing you it's probably a combination of the two, Um, but it's larger. Um, You remember the days when Colel would tell, uh, would report that there's, I don't know, 50, 60, 70, you've seen the growth over the years, what do you think of this setup where now it's two campuses and the largest ever?
9: So, Nachem, as you know, I've been with the Nikola now for 25 years. Is that year one or not? Uh, I wasn't here year one, no, but Benefits was here a few years before nah. me, but 25 years. Um, and I've seen the program grow and increase, and I think this is amazing. I think this is actually great. It's even better this way because I feel like if you have, uh, you know, 200 kids on one campus, you can't necessarily reach each student, each NCSW uh, the way you want to, but Two separate campuses, mm. someone in charge of Good the 10th grade and 11th right. grade. Each boy gets what he needs. Um, we split a lot of the resources, but focus more on each campus. It's true that people like me, Rabbi Benovitz, Rabbi Leibowitz, Rabbi Tversky, Rabbi Schechter, some of the people do split between right. campuses, but the Madrichim are totally focused on their kids. So I feel like this is actually better because I feel like each ncs wire gets what they really need gets inspired gets somebody looking after them somebody
1: taking care of them someone making sure that they're happy and getting what they need now you have to be you have no choice you have to be an advocate for the 10 month a year regular high school experience you have to be rebecca in your position in DRS and how you've built your career you you want to attract wonderful students to a great 10 month a year program yet even you would say that there's an added benefit to the five, six, seven weeks that someone is spending in a program like this.
9: Well, Nachem, as you also know, I'm a camp lifer. That's I'm right. I'm a camp lifer. I've been in camp since I was one year old. Since I was one years old, a camp which no longer exists called Camp Ahava. When I was Where one was year it? old, I don't even know. I was one. New York. Was it New York I, State? Yeah, it was New York State. I was for when I was one year old and two years old. My dad worked in Camp, camp Ahava. When I was three. My dad went to Maganav. So I've been starting camp literally. I was born in the summer. Summer is like my... So the summer I was born, I wasn't in camp. But the next summer, since I'm one, and today, o- over 50 years, um, I've been in camp every single summer except two. One was last summer. Right. And one other summer, 2001, I wasn't here. Um, so you know, and I know you agree with me on this, uh I, of course, the 10-month-a-year yeshiva experience is extremely important, and it's something that I've invested my entire It's life in your blood. In. It's, I've invested my entire life in, and I, and I believe it's very important. And although I will tell you that a lot of the things that I experienced in camp as a kid, when I opened DRS, I tried very much to take a lot of those kind of the spirit and the ruach and the extracurriculars and all that stuff. I tried to bring it during the year also. Both are important, but I always say it is often, as you said, A boy can grow more in the five weeks or six weeks in the right kind of summer experience than sometimes he can the other 10 months. It's because the kids are choosing to be here. They don't have to be here. They're choosing to spend their time learning. They're excited to be here. It's the land of Israel. They're with a base medish of 200 guys on fire. It's just a different experience going to the hotel, going to the old city, seeing the sights, being here. Feeling Jewish in a way that you don't feel. You just can't mm. feel it the same way in the United States. No question about it. So and and this program, um and again, obviously I'm I'm on this program, but you know, this program does it to my view, like no other. Um I think it's unique, I think it's special, that's why I haven't I've been here for twenty five years and I my own family Yeah, just say your boys have had to gain So it, right? oh tremendous. I have such a caras to the program for what my own boys got from it. So I certainly believe that over the 6 weeks, the 10 months is very important, very important, but the 6 weeks is equally as important for the growth of our kids.
1: Robert Kamenetsky is here and of course you've made this point with me before, but I need to uh, to say it again. There are many times you're a high school leader. There are many times where you're able to bring in guest speakers, personalities who, you know, can have a positive influence on the students, but when you get to sit in a base medrash night after night with Torah giants and have that experience build day after day, it's not the same as having a one-hour guest speaker come to school. No, it isn't. And I
9: think what the kids also learn, and you hit on it, you know, it's very, very important. What the kids also learn here um, is a level of respect for Talmid Chachamim, mm-hmm. which I think, as the years goes on, I don't know if, if our community necessarily puts enough emphasis. You know, in the previous generation, look, you grew up watching Ramosha Feinstein. I mean, you didn't need anything else. You had Ramosha Feinstein. You go to the, go to the uh, supermarket in the morning, you go to the coffee store, you see somebody like Ramosha. It changes your life. Here, being in a base manager, Rav Schechter, of Tursky, Rav Sabolowski Rav Jonas and Sachs, who comes for a while, others, so many people, it's a different kind of interaction. Rabbi Schechter learned with 91 boys a day. 91 boys a we're day. We're talking about this summer? This summer. He's leaving tomorrow. We're, 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 we're all upset to lose him. But he learned with 91 kids. And the only thing he's complaining to Rebbe Benevitz about is, why would you only give me half-hour slots? What can I do in a half-hour? I want more. I need 45 minutes with each boy. We said, Rebbe, there's so many kids want to learn with you. We got to have them all do it. But to be with a Rosh Hashiva and see a Rosh shiva spending time with anyone who wants... Anyone doesn't matter your level. You didn't have to be the strongest learner. A Rosh Hashiva, a Torah leader, someone who sets the example, who will sit there and give his time to anyone who wants the level of kavod for Talmud Chacham, which is so important. In our, and I think in our, in, our, in our society, I think sometimes sure. we lose that a little bit. So it's another added benefit of what
1: the kids Okay, get. so I, I, I would assume R. Benevitz has briefed me on this in previous years, but I had not remembered that. I thought the role of Rosh Hechter literally was to sit in the basement and study Torah, answer questions, meet with the boys, speak to them, etc. You're telling me that he legitimately was a chavrusa with 91 boys this summer, which is pretty amazing. He he
9: sits in the front, and it's such a model to the kids, not only about how a great giant, you know what a great great person is? A great person is somebody who worries about the little people, too. That's right. Some people think the great people are the people, oh, they're in the, the lights, and you can't get close to them. You know, you gotta go through ten levels of people or people with, you know, SUVs, you know, blocking and, and, and <laughs> escorting their places. <laughs> Rabbi Schechter, any kid could walk up to him any time in the basement manager, don't have to go through anybody. A guddle but that shows you what a real guddle is, someone who who cares about the little people, someone who cares about the people who aren't the cheshiva, most chasheva people. And as you know, look, I'm not going to get into my father. If we start talking about my father, <laughs> it'll be here all night. night. But uh, my father, who, as you know, was somebody like that who cared about every person. And this is very important to us. It's very important to Rabbi Benavitz, uh that, that the kids get that experience to be able to have access to a Guttel Bat Torah. And where do you have that? You really don't have that anywhere. So that's also a really special aspect of the program.
1: You serve here as educational director. I mean, not to minimize that role, but I assume there's some type of basic structure Talmud, Mishnaburah, etc., things that guys are required to, are given to but But you just said before about you know taking some of the camp elements and putting them into school. Are you able to take some of the extracurricular, you know, Jewish source elements and sneak them into the educational program here?
9: A- absolutely. Um, we've had many kind of uh, creative educational opportunities here. Uh, we, we take, you know, different curriculum, Musa curriculum, or, or creative uh, ideas. I mean, there's, there's no one like Rabbi benefits in terms of um, coming up with creative educational venues on the T.U. Lim. A lot of times the kids oh, on the T.U. Lim they go that must be they'll go to uh, places in Tanakh where, where various uh, wars happened or different things just just today or yesterday mm-hmm. we took the kids on the Burma Road the Burma Road is about you know, a thousand yards from the entrance mm-hmm. to the Moshavir which played such an important role in the War of Independence and and 67 and other times so the kids get a different kind of the educational experience really can come alive in the land of israel which you can't do in
1: Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, he's Educational Director of the We know about his, his glorious history with DRS. And the most upsetting thing to me about this conversation is that I never heard of Kambava. I thought I knew all the camp history when it came to the Jewish community. What's going on here? I Can think, we do a little research, Rabbi? I think it was just like <laughs> one and done. Or I oh, it was one of those. It, was, it wasn't that upset. So I shouldn't it was, be that it. upset. Right. <laughs> what a pleasure to see you. Kolakavod.
9: Always a great pleasure. The is mine, Nachem. You should keep on on helping and inspiring so many,
1: so many of all your amazing work. Amen. Thank you so much. It's Raul Komedetsky, everybody. Always one of the benefits of being part of the NCSY family is we get to reunite every single summer. Please, God. And that should continue here in the uh, wonderful state of Israel. More coming up. You're listening to a JMNAM Wednesday morning broadcast. We're going to keep going until 9 a.m with amazing conversation, great music, and more. In studio Thursday, Friday, back in New York, and we are not taking lightly the fact that we are in Israel. We are, we are very appreciative. We know a lot of people out there want to experience the same thing of getting back to the Holy Land, and please God, everyone will very, very soon. As Eitan Katz, who is performing at Yom week says Y this week, says, ircha. That's right, he takes those words and sings this song at JM in the AM.
10: Achieve, ay, 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 ay.
1: Yeom CSY the other night, Eitan Cats. How did he do? Let's ask Tess Blaustein. She'll tell us how he did. How did Ton Cats do in the uh, Yeom NCSY concert? Oh, wait. I should turn on your microphone. There you go.
11: Yeah, I don't think they would see sign language on the, yeah, on the radio. the radio. So <laughs> how, how did he
1: do, Eitan? Was he all right? He
11: was phenomenal. His brother Shlomo was phenomenal. And Are you was, a big
1: Yeom NCSY fan?
11: Thank God. I Thank God I've been to many Yeoman CSYs, uh, six, you know, and I'm blessed. And this was by far one of the most incredible You've ones. You've been to
1: six Yeoman CSYs? It's,
11: it's a flex, as the kids say. I'm a, it's <laughs> yeah, a flex.
1: Thank God I know what that means. Okay, good. <laughs> by, by some quirk that happened to my living room once, I actually know what that means. But anyway, yeah. Tess Blaustein is the assistant program director for Give. Yes, yet sir. another successful NCSY summer program why is give so successful
11: why is give so successful um give um gives the no pun intended gives the opportunity for the girls to not have a reactive summer but a proactive summer um, and to explain that, that they get to um, enjoy and receive, but at the same time, take part into affecting other people, seeing the lens, uh, seeing the people of Israel through the lens of chesed, which is just, I think, such a unique opportunity. Thank God. There are countless touring programs out there. Right. But to have one that is focused uh, on a little deeper level is unique.
1: And, mm-hmm. and if I remember from my days as a Give parent, yeah. it's literally, I know there's some summer, uh, there, there's some summer... Wide programs. I I guess that's one way of putting it. But there's also like individual every day you're doing something else, right? Because I know there's certain programs in Give that lead up to some climactic event toward the end of the summer that you're working to. Am I right? Right. But there's also individual things that are happening on a daily basis.
11: No, on a daily basis, you um, a typical day on give, well, there's no typical day, but you're seeing multiple chesed organizations and not only learning about them, but partaking in them too. So, for example, today, what I was able to do was we painted and remodeled a um, rehab uh, place for teens. Like It was a teen rehab lounge, and we were able to learn about what they do there and also at the same time get our hands dirty, get right in there. and It's hard work. And hard work. Yeah. But rewarding. How, rewarding. Many,
1: how many givers are there this summer?
11: Thank God. We have two programs. We have the 11th grade program. Oh, good. Um, for those who opted in, because yeah. unfortunately last year, Correct. I think it was something happened last year. I heard about that. <laughs> um, and we have 56 girls on that program. And on the 10th graders, we have about 60 girls on that program. So if
1: you're in the programming department and <laughs> your title you know, indicates that you are, you have to think, and I forget COVID for a second, even when it's a non-COVID year, you have to think of innovative ideas, getting involved with different organizations and different efforts that are, you know, exciting. You don't want them to be boring or repetitive. You want them to be new and exciting every
12: single day.
11: No, exactly. It's not yeah. easy. And just to be able to, let's say, for example, two days ago, we went to an old age home. These uh, people there haven't seen... Right. Visitors in over 18 months, 17 months, and you should see the light in their eyes where they see outside people coming from all the way from America to come and volunteer and to just hang out with them, have, do a puzzle with them, talk with them. They're just—they feel like celebrities. They just feel so elevated. It's incredible.
1: Uh, we talk about leadership in the Jewish world, and in some cases, it's obvious the connection between certain types of summer programs and the leadership—you uh, know—category, so to speak. Uh, I don't know how many people think that the work that people do on Give enhances the uh, the leadership qualities of these young women, but you know now, <laughs> because you've seen them get to other stages in life, that that Give experience really has created a big leadership element for them.
11: Yeah, thank God. I think it not only sparks that want to want to do more, but it creates a foundation for it to be actually be built upon, to be stable for the future. And I'll just give like a little bit of a fact. of the NCSY summer programs have Give alumni on them. Uh So, like, and to speak, not to bring a personal experience, but your daughter, who is a Give alumni, who I was able to have as a camper, came back as one of the advisors for Uh another NCSY summer program. Again, reactive, but now proactive.
1: I also wonder how many quiet, understated young women come to this program and all of a sudden they discover, as do you, that they just want to get more involved and be a little bit more out there in these programs and getting involved and getting their hands dirty as you described than they ever would have thought. They may not have realized it themselves how much they want to actually be active in all of these programs.
11: Right, because giving is multifaceted and there's so many ways to do it. You have a girl, let's say she's really involved with singing, she will be involved in, you know, having the choir for when we go to the old age home. A girl who's very into art, she'll design, you know, if we're painting a bomb shelter in Stay Road, like she'll be the one. Everyone has a platform and everyone is unique and that is highlighted. Have
1: you done that? Bomb shelter in Stay Road? Yes, yes. Really? Yes. painted the inside of it? Painted the
11: inside of the bomb shelter in Stay Road.
1: So it was a little more cheery than the average bomb shelter. Yeah, was <laughs> listen, that the goal? whatever,
11: whatever can make that opportunity more cheery. We're just trying to help.
1: Is there a give campus, or you're on the road the entire summer?
11: So thank God for me, I'm zochet so to be able to hop between two give campuses, oh, wow. and it's actually a highlight, and I think a, a oh, perk. Oh, so they
1: really do have a base. Oh, they have a the base, that. one
11: in Efrat right. and one in Yerushalayim.
1: And, uh, then, but, and then they're on the road on a daily basis. Yes,
11: yeah, so every morning they wake up early. Yeah. They have davening. They have uh, breakfast and chaburo. They have a learning groups with their advisors. And they're off on the bus headed to, uh, let's say, a special needs home. They're creating a carnival um, for underprivileged kids. Um, it could be they're going to... Um, the blind museum, working with the blind on the handicap, whatever it may be. Um, lunch, another activity. Come back for dinner. An incredible night activity, probably planned by our phenomenal, top-notch advisors. Uh, plug again, your daughter, two of your daughters, <laughs> and um, and mm-hmm. then. Thank God. It's nice to come back to a base. It's nice to come back to a base. How
1: often do they do the two, three, four day trip? Do they do those or not?
11: Um, two th- like That's mostly on the weekends uh. and then maybe one or two throughout the week. So, for example, like we started off in spot and we were in spot for three days. And that must be cool. To- oh, it was amazing. You do Also, it's not only every day you're clocking in, clocking out. You have that touring sprinkled in with it. You go to Far Bloom, you go to rafting. You're going to go to you know, Ben Yehuda. You're going to go um, hike Masada. Um, we like to have a balance to see, have a little bit of everything.
1: Did you hike Masada yet this summer?
11: Not yet, when? but I'm looking forward. Next Probably week? in like a week and a half. Early in the morning? Or Sunrise. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, if
1: you want to survive, it's the only way to do it. <laughs> uh, what happens next year? Has there been discussion about keeping more of an 11th grade program? Have there been 11th graders before or just this is a, this is a COVID thing?
11: So meaning, I usually give is nine through 12th. Right. Oh, uh, really? You yeah. You can do the whole high school? You can do the whole high school. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um... Mostly what we see in the culture of like, the right. Jewish community is most post-10th 10th grade is where it 10th. goes, but I definitely had a post-11th graders. Um, if they're down, we'll, like again, David Cutler, if people want it, he'll make it happen.
1: Yeah, but I didn't realize even pre-COVID, this was a precedent that you had set. Yeah. Anybody, any young lady in high school, give has a space for her.
11: How can I turn away a girl who wants to volunteer <laughs> for the summer?
1: <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> um, you are not a give camper were you
11: no i wasn't but i will tell you a story yeah um i was in Berea high school and thank god we have a lot of uh, girls from there and we had erin cooper now Steeble, come to recruit Mm -hmm. and i unfortunately wasn't able to participate and give but i told her i don't know what gave me the moxie or to, to say this and i said you don't know me but i'm gonna work for you one day Fast forward, it's my fifth <laughs> summer on NCSY Give, and I'm so blessed. What prompted that? I just, I saw the, what she was preaching and the culture that she was trying to share with the group, and I wanted to be a part of it because it's so it encompasses everyone.
1: Pretty cool. Uh, Tess Blaustein, Assistant Program Director of Give. Please send special regards to the entire group. I will Continue your amazing work And be careful there in Masada I will Leave early in the morning
11: Hatsaka with what you do You're doing I incredible appreciate work that very All the much.
1: best It's America's one and only Jewish moments In the morning radio program Heard on listeners Sponsored digital radio Around the world The web And the And the AlchumSegal network And of course On the beloved NSN app We've got one more hour to go From Israel Could you imagine One more Coming up Keep it here at JMN
0: the money hole in the and the 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 I'm from and I will tell you I'm a Jew, and every Jew's a proud Jew. Not just me, my sisters and my brothers. Never be ashamed to be a proud Jew. It's not what you've done, it's how he made you. So sing the song and spread the pride around you. I eternally.
1: Another classic for you here at JM in the AM. Hour number three. We're sitting right across from a uh, large group of young men who are in the base medrash in the uh, southern part of NCSY Colel 5781. And three special guests have just joined our mobile studio. Avi Greenberg is here. He's Madriah of Mechina in NCSY Colel. We've done this before. Remind the audience what Mechina is all about. Oh, I should turn on your microphone. I've only done that 10 times tonight. Go ahead, sir.
12: Uh, the Mechina program is is um, a branch of NCSYCOLO where the public school kids come and they're able to really take part in NCSYCOLO and learn in the same base managers, play in the same leagues, go on the same trips, and really grow a lot in their Judaism and learn a lot about it.
1: You know, I don't know how long the Mechina program has been in existence. you have any idea, like around how long it's been around? The reason I say so is because I would bet there were a lot of skeptics at the beginning who wondered whether this really could work, that NCSY Coel could open up, you know, to those who have maybe may more of a limited background or whatever, you know, however you want to put it. And, and yet it's worked, huh?
12: Yeah. I think Explain it's been, that, Avi Greenberg. It's actually been fantastic. I was actually on NCSY Colel for the first year of the Machina program. I was, I roomed with four guys in the first year.
1: That's not you in the picture, is
12: it? It actually is me in the that's picture. That's you right there. Yeah, that's my first summer on NCSY Colel.
1: That's pretty cool. Get that on video. He's right <laughs> below his picture. So that there you were in Machina, and now you're helping to lead Machina. No. Yes? No?
12: No. Th- in the second summer, right. I roomed with guys I who... room
1: with Machina. Right. Got it. Unbelievable.
12: I had four guys from, from uh, Las Vegas. Very nice. Of which one of their brothers is actually on Machina this summer.
1: Boy, oh, boy. Doesn't stop, huh? Just keeps on going. All right, so we have two special guests with us. Uh, one is Nathan Ginsburg of Potomac, Maryland. Nathan, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. How did you get to uh, the Machina program at NCSY Color? Who introduced you to this concept?
13: Um, my NCSY rabbi um, from Greater Washington, NCSY.
1: Who is that? What's this rabbi's name?
13: Uh, rabbi Josh Kent. Interesting. Um,
1: we know him, David Cutler. We know Rabbi Kent. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so he told you what about this?
13: He said he went on it in 2014 and said he was an, it was a mate. It was an amazing experience, and like he said, it would like, you'll be missing out if you don't go. So he was trying to get all my friends, and I was the only one. Now everyone else is missing out.
1: <laughs> well, you were the smart one, what can I tell you? Yeah. And was it a tough adjustment, or the first few days were fine?
13: It was a lot of learning at first, but then you got used to it within the first week.
1: That's a typical story, right, Avi? Yeah. Takes a couple of days, and everybody's into the whole routine. For sure. Everyone's happy. Everyone seems to be participating together. Uh, So that's down in in Potomac, Maryland, but they have a strong NCSY chapter, I would assume, or region, right?
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of people down there who are taking advantage of NCSY's services. And Steven Mendelson is here all the way from Dallas Tech. There are flights from Dallas to Tel Aviv? Is that how it works? No. 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 <laughs> How does it work? How do you get to Israel? I, um,
14: I could have gone straight to JFK, right. but uh, I went to Mi- Miami and then the JFK. I think I think it's a bit cheaper. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you were practical at getting yeah, to Israel. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no no complaints.
1: How did you find out about uh, this NCSY summer program while being in Dallas, Texas? Um,
14: also, my director um, shout out Hanavan Abraham. She uh, uh, I was I was ma- I uh, started committing different things Judaically and taking it more seriously, and she noticed. You know. You should really, you know, first of all, go to Israel this summer, and second, maybe Kol would be the right fit because I'm taking Judaism more seriously. But I didn't quite have the background, um, and then and here and here I am.
1: Were your Were your parents happy with this choice?
14: Yeah, no. So they were they were supportive of me going to Israel. Obviously, um, we were never really sure, like until like, the week before if it even happened, because of right. you know different of uh, global events. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they they were supportive. It's it's a really cool thing, and um, that. I think they think it's mostly a sports camp, but uh, it's a lot of learning, and I'm, I'm very happy I'm in
1: this environment. <laughs> they get you in with the sports, and then, they, and then you see the real schedule! Nah, I was, I was excited <laughs> about learning, <laughs> though. <laughs> now, Nathan mentioned that those in Potomac were, were, you know, not as enthusiastic as he was to come here. Did you have people in Texas that were of your age that were also thinking about coming to a program like NCSYCOLO? Um, no,
14: I don't think anyone was interested in Kolel. There's a couple of other kids from Dallas, I think three other guys who are on other NTSY summer programs. You saw them at the uh, Yama NTSY? I did, yeah, yeah. Uh, Parting it up. Uh, <laughs> but it, w- it was a lot of fun to see them. They were on, I think, the right programs for them, though. Um, right. Some of them, I think one goes to the the Yeshiva High School there, but one of them doesn't. And I think I de- I think we all kind of ended up on our, our right trips. Um, some of them maybe would not have liked the learning some of them maybe weren't ready for it I, I think it all worked out really really well um and then i think there's tons of people from dallas and israel though brok hashem so uh well yeah, steven
1: no. i'm going to ask you the question i've been asking people like you for the last 15 years on the air and avi join me if you want to comment on this you know that people your age in the united states of america have a million choices of what to do with their summer and for many of them Studying and playing ball in Israel Is not high on the priority list How do you explain your decision To do this as your number one choice Um,
14: That's kind of a loaded question um, <laughs> So <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm very close with my my uh, I have two older brothers my, my my middle brother though I'm very close with his name is Robert and he went uh, he has a similar kind of path in college he took Judaism more seriously and then went to Or wow. uh, for yeshiva nice and then and I never really thought about that I never even thought about a more religious lifestyle and then throughout the beginning of high school I was introduced to Chabad and went on a Shabbaton to Crown Heights and then and then started and then seeing the life where I lived and what what it's like and I thought it was very beautiful and so I thought like the past couple of months I've made a bunch of commitments like I swore off pork and I started keeping Shabbos on Friday night wow. and, um, and so after I'm making these commitments I realized like I'm only really kind of scratching the surface of like what that life can really be like and I realized like uh, especially now that going on colo was like a deep dive into what that life could be like and, and um, I didn't even know what what Gamara was, like three weeks ago, and now I'm, uh, I left my Gamara shear a couple minutes ago. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I'm, I'm very much loving it, and I'm, I'm
1: in, I'm in the right spot for it, especially. Avi, what do you think of Steven's decision? <laughs> You're speechless, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have made a better decision. Nathan, were your parents supportive?
13: Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was, I signed up for, um, an NCSY summer program in, I think, like the begin- right after summer of 2019 right when i saw like a bunch of people go on summer programs um i signed up for built um oh that's a good another one another program yeah it's not happening this right year, but, but it's but, a
1: good program yeah. um
13: then it got canceled so then i signed up in january of 2020 for co and then i've like been waiting since
1: yeah you had almost a two-year wait <laughs> almost, <laughs> I yeah. just worked yeah. out i'll tell you that much <laughs> Well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, Nathan Ginsburg of Potomac, Maryland. Steven Mendelson of Dallas, Texas. A pleasure to meet you both. And as you both indicated, your families are now going to be regular JM&AM listeners. How do you like that? Avi Greenberg, that alone is an accomplishment, right? Of course. That now their family is going to be tuned in to great Jewish radio. Uh, thank you for bringing these young men to us and continued success to you. Thank you so much. Avi Greenberg is Madrich of Mechina in NCSY Kolel doing an amazing job. And yes, we discussed the picture, I, Benevitz. He's right under the picture when he was participating as an ncsy here at NCSY Kolel. Uh, more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM as we continue on a Wednesday morning broadcast.
15: Up, i'm living life go places so much strife starting to think about what's gonna be who knows who cares who dares to share a bit of what you feel inside open up a little trust because we're all family oh! Me fast, shine bright like a light, not a candle in the way, living in the moment that's
1: in the AM. Our friends are Waterbury with that selection. How do you like that? From the album Stay With Me. Uh, a special guest here. I just want uh, Izzy Gober, who's... Uh, and I, I apologize to him because I'm sure that uh, he don't want to be pulled out of his regular program, but I do know that he has relatives who certainly want to get a shout-out on the air. So, Izzy, here's your chance. Who do you want to say hello to on JM in the AM? Uh,
7: my grandfather, uh, Steve Adelsberg. Uh, <laughs>
12: yeah, yeah, this brag's about being your good friend
1: he's a good friend he's an amazing man um so how is NCSY call tell me what's happening here this um, summer
2: it's really fun uh we've been up north we went to, to very nice spot nice and then tonight and tomorrow morning we're going to uh going down south to a lot oh i forgot tomorrow's
1: a big tea all day right Nevada. yeah very nice well enjoy <laughs> And I thank you. And I'm sorry for uh, pulling you out of your uh, regular schedule here, but you it's know, right. there's some important shout-outs, Izzy that must be uh, that must be uh, conducted on the air. So thank you for joining me tonight. Okay. It's Izzy Gober, yet another quality NCSY COLL member here at uh, JM and the AM. From what I'm told, a big Brooklyn Nets fan as well. That's accurate, right? Yep, big Brooklyn Nets fan. Uh, and more coming up here, of course, at JM and the AM.
0: Fanecha <laughs> levaksim talifta a'enti shlah lanu Shagrano Mashiach, oh, mea barbich, shea la mea. need
1: I in the end with Yehuda Green. It's called Hodul Hashem. Just the fact that we're in Israel, we say Hodul Hashem. I mean, we should always do that. But now, these days, if we've made it to the state of Israel, then we know, as I said earlier, that we've done a lot of praying and we were blessed with an incredible miracle. It's how it seems and that's how it feels to anybody who's made it to Israel, including those who are here on the NCSY summer programs. Rabbanit Elisheva Kamenetsky is here with us. She is, of course, the Muda Kodesh Principal at SKA, and she is the Dean of the Girls Education for NCSY and its summer programs. What a delight to reunite with you in Israel. How are you, Elisheva Kamenetsky? Oh, I should turn on your microphone also. Ah, the hazards of traveling without your staff, right? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Hi. Hello,
16: Nacham. How
1: are things going so far this summer? Baruch
16: Hashem. As you said, so grateful to be here.
1: Yeah, uh, we were speaking with your wonderful husband earlier, and he agreed with my assessment. After every document is in, you must sit and pray, and then pray for that miracle like to crazy. happen. That I, never, you get I never
16: thought of myself as an anxious person, but holding my Ziploc bag with my papers and praying that I had everything I needed. And until
1: the official tells you that you're actually <laughs> getting on the plane, that's also a, a, s- a stage of the whole. Correct. Anyway, thank God we're in Israel, and thank God you have the ability to... Uh, uh, participate in many NCSY summer programs because you're responsible for the women's education in so many of these programs. I mean, it, this may be overstating the obvious, but if in fact the focus and the goals of all the programs are different, then it means what you're providing educationally is going to be very different for each program as well.
16: Correct. Absolutely. So Absolutely. give me an example.
1: I, mean, I don't want to compare by name, but you know, in a vague fashion, sure. tell me how different the educational programs would be. So,
16: for instance, on the Michlelet, where there is a strong emphasis, the girls learn twice a day with mantri and different Chaburas. So I spend time during the wintertime and early spring um, in some Chabura training, how to workshops, how to create wow. a Chabura, how to keep them engaging, um, how to prepare for them. And I actually tell the mandrichot that uh, in all likelihood... Uh, or more of what they prepare, they may not end up using because once you get to the program and you meet your chanichot, your campers, uh, you may want to shift and take a little bit of a different direction. So I actually spend time on the mechlelet in particular, meeting with each mandricha individually, Um, and to kind of review how their Chaburah is going, to try to help mentor them and give them direction to make it as impactful as possible.
1: Before we move on, I just have to emphasize this to the audience. We spend so much time, for good reason, because we're often based in Kolel for one of our programs, talking about how intense the Torah study is here in the specific Bate Midrashot of Kolel women on michlelet as you just indicated are spending two giant portions of their day doing similar work and it's in the hundreds it's not just 10 girls it's in the hundreds and i think it's important for people to understand and realize that that there's so many young women in our community who want that absolutely
16: and on the michael almost every night there's a night shear or lecture and many many other opportunities to learn with your you know on your own time and in such beautiful ways. Girls really get inspired by learning. And wow. that, that program, program, not that
1: you're responsible as the head of it, we had a chance no, to speak to not. Mrs. Uden yeah. yesterday, but that program is off the charts.
16: Off the charts. So. Off the charts, yeah, thank God. Um, on some of the other programs, the right. uh, education, also every every program has you know daily learning, but on, on some of the other programs, I'm involved in trying to create other more informal educational experiences. Just yesterday on uh, Give One, we had a phenomenal panel with... Three really outstanding mechanchot um, in Israel uh, about the topic of how to make a decision because these are <laughs> kids, girls, post-eleventh grade, who whatever they choose to do after high school is there's a fork in the road in the next couple of months. <laughs> and for then them. Another fork in the
1: road, then another correct. Fork in the road. <laughs>
16: and it's for many of them it's the first time that they're really faced with having to make decisions on their own. As I as I introduced the program, I said, you know, till now you've kind of been a fish swimming upstream with the you know with the school of fish all around you and uh it was uh really from a a torah perspective but also super practical um advice from three wonderful women um not about what decision to make but how to approach a decision and the power of bachira and choice from a from a torah perspective when you you tell
1: these instructors that that's their topic uh, they probably say to themselves i need to prepare for a while for this (laughs) one so
16: it's interesting that you say that i i they did and i actually uh you know, some of them I actually approached knowing that they were passionate about the subject. Uh Um, You know, Rabbanit Shaina Goldberg actually was one of the panelists. She just put out a book on that topic. Uh, On
0: decision-making? On
16: decision-making. I'll give a little plug for it. Yeah. It's it's really a terrific book. She's a wonderful author and a a very thoughtful person. Um, But yeah, I actually, you know, really was mindful about who to ask to be on that panel as people who would really give it depth and and they all did. She was joined by uh, Alana... Schreier Glatt, mm. an alumnus of uh, NCSY summer programs, and uh, Merrily Abraham. Just wonderful. There's a lot of talent people. out there. Isn't there, isn't there is a lot. It's thank unbelievable. God. We All could right. use more, but there's you a know, lot. Kelly
1: <laughs> Sheva Kamenecki is with us. Um, do you have to, and Michalala, it's a bad example, so think of other programs, do you have to say to yourself, I need this program to not feel like school? I need this program to not let these girls think that they're back in a classroom.
16: Completely, yeah. (laughs) Every person, I'll venture to say teachers and principals too, need a summer. That's true. Everybody needs a summer. But at the same time, learning never stops from a a Torah perspective and from a growth in life perspective. So I I think it's a really powerful message that we can learn from so many experiences, from Tiulim, from Chesed opportunities, from sitting on a bus with an advisor learning and growing is available to us in so many shapes and form and frankly summer shouldn't look anything like school
0: yeah and
16: frankly one could argue that at school shouldn't look exactly like summer either uh, that having right. that blend of opportunities in a 12-month uh, spectrum is, is, is really great
1: um, not to get too controversial but um, in this era where there are segments of our community that are not anxious for information to be made available to everybody, sometimes women. You must have really, and this may be overstating the obvious, you must have a completely different perspective on that. Meaning, the more information, the better. The more exploration, the better. The more uh, information and education we give young women in our community, the more it is to the benefit of them and everybody around them.
16: Yeah, I'm certainly a huge advocate of giving space for for people, teenagers, and, and women in particular to question, to ask, and to explore, because honestly, they're going to get information on their own, mm-hmm. and as I often have said about my own children, and I certainly say it about my students, I, I'd rather raise the topic and have them ask their questions and, and hear perspectives from me directly um, that are either my own opinion or certainly a Torah uh, perspective rather than make assumptions or get that information, which is at their fingertips from uh, whatever sources they may be exposed to.
1: And it's funny, a minute ago I said to you about how much talent there is out there on that end. There's a lot of talent on the receiving end also, young women who are thirsting for all of this and taking advantage of it.
16: Thirsting and thirsting. I I think what we find on NCSY summer programs, I actually just came from speaking with some Chot, because that's something else that I do is, you know, the, the young men and women who dedicate their summers to this, they are working 24, seven there are no days off like there is in summer camp in america there's hardly an hour off in a in in a week they're really really on and one of the things that we look to provide is some space for them to ask questions to to kind of process some of what they're experiencing with somebody you know who's older and more experienced and you know one of the things which came up just just in, in in the last hour but i see come up over and over again is You know, at the end of the day, kids want substance. They want fun, they want connection, and they're searching for meaning. And, you know, for every individual and every kid that looks a little different, but that is a constant. And uh, that's something that we find on NCSY Summer Programs, each and every program.
1: I would add two things, by the way. We'll see if you agree. They want truth
16: absolutely so funny they don't you want say any that. of
1: the stick they that, want that truth. also
16: just came up you know in with the group that I was just meeting I just to be authentic give be it to who me you, straight, are. Right? you know don't pretend you're something you're not you know I will quote my uh, my husband it sounds like a really strange quote but he's said it very often often comments, kids are like dogs. They can sniff and smell authenticity. And that's, <laughs> that's absolutely true. true. It's absolutely true. The other
1: thing yeah. I would say is, and understandably, you may not fully agree with this, and I don't know if I fully agree with this, but one of the things that I'm impressed with is they are often seeking values. Even those who may be you know, coming from varied backgrounds and are not quite sure the direction they want to go in, but it seems that when you present them with real values, they get attracted to them.
16: I, I think that is true. I think they are pulled by a world that yeah. is, you know, many different very, directions. Exactly, and there are social things that have become social norms. But when you peel away those layers, yeah, they they are attracted to truth, meaning, and values.
1: So, is it a myth that it's much more complicated to be a young person these days, or is it the truth? We you don't know. know. I was just We're not part say, of that not generation. So young.
16: I, I can say that it certainly uh, certainly feels that way.
1: Because <laughs> I, I think, you know, we sit here, and, and we've spoken to some of the young men who've chosen to come on this program, for instance, and other programs. And I say to myself, you know, as teenagers, they're making really drastic decisions about where that, what direction they want to go in. And that's pretty impressive. So yes, teens are being pulled in a lot of different directions and certainly are making their own decisions, not always positive ones, but some of them are using the opportunity to really drift in the right way
16: absolutely and and these programs are so supportive with phenomenal mentors yeah. and just great staff and uh, frankly as you as you said you know this chus of being here in eretz yisrael it's uh it's powerful no powerful question combination
1: the Madricho tonight all they needed to hear from you is that it's all normal right they needed to hear it's, from it's you funny. that you know what guys been there done that don't worry, because this is the way it's supposed to yeah, be, right? the
16: truth is they, they're, they're doing great. They, they didn't need that much, but they're uh,
1: But it's good to yeah, get that reassurance, awesome. right?
16: Yeah, Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And
1: I'm sure you experienced the same thing in school, right? You always want people to understand that, <laughs> that all of this is normal, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, and sometimes
16: I, I like to call it a new normal. Right. What wasn't normal five years ago is now now normal now.
1: Uh, any evaluation yet on what effect uh, this pandemic has had on our high school students, or you're not ready to make an evaluation?
16: Certainly not ready to make an evaluation, and I, I uh, deeply believe that we have no idea yet.
1: But we will know down the road.
16: Yeah, that the ripple effects are, await us, and I guess HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help us navigate them as he uh, you know, helped us through the last eight months. This
1: helps a lot, the fact that they Is are in Israel for normal. a few weeks. Yeah really helps a yeah, lot. Yeah, Even the kids yeah. who were cooped up, and whatever that means, it could be mentally cooped up, it could be physically Correct. cooped up, they are now yeah. at least on yeah, the loose these, for a few these, weeks.
16: These programs are running yeah. are running really normally. Thank God, should just continue.
1: Continued success, and thanks thank so much for Michael. joining us.
16: Awesome to be here, thank Eli you. Elisabeth
1: Kamenetsky, SKA Limude Kodish, Principal Dean of Girls' Education for NCSY, that means all of the NCSY Summer Programs. That are designated for the young women in our community and ladies and gentlemen would it be a complete visit to ncsy colel and all of its wonderful programs without a conversation with david cutler who of course leads the entire ncsy summer operation and who joins me who joins me right off the bat in recognizing shoshi elman as an effective and trustworthy producer of jm and the am david would you agree with me that we've discovered somebody here over the last two days
17: yeah i'm a little bit worried that you're gonna <laughs> steal her from us so i'm just uh, maybe we should concentrate on her other talents <laughs> And I heard she has multiple talents that are to the benefit
1: of NCSY. She
17: does. She does too many things for us to list on uh, with the few minutes that we have here. But, and uh, and is, it a fact, very is it a
1: fact that she's based at NCSY Colo? Because that even NCSY Colo needs a mom, right? NCSY Colo needs somebody to take care of certain
17: things. They could probably use a couple moms. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she's, like I said, very multi-talented and... Uh, Nothing is too big and too small, and she's, uh, she's tremendously valuable to us.
1: And a big thank you to her. I have a feeling that she has no interest in going on in the air. Otherwise, I'd actually force her to do so, but I have a feeling she'd prefer it otherwise. Uh, David, Mazeltov, to you. Congratulations. So many people, including myself, have concentrated over the last few weeks about some of the challenges that NCSY Summer's had. And we've outlined them multiple times in these two shows. But... For a moment, I'm going to say Mazel Tov. Thank God we're in Israel. Thank God over 2,000 students. NCS Wires are in Israel. And that you're enjoying a banner summer. Maybe difficult in some ways, but a banner summer.
17: Baruch Hashem. Thank you. Uh, I think Mazel Tov is uh, is appropriate. And uh, we are very grateful to Hashem and grateful to everyone. The people that you had on, you know, Aryeh Frankel and Yair and his team, they took the responsibility of getting our permits and getting us in. And uh, people have been working, and we had, after Yom C S Y we sat down with their team last night and had a couple burgers, and uh, people just literally have been, you know, we use the term round the clock, but I can't even tell you how hard everyone has been working, literally around the clock, day and night. round the year. round the year, getting us in, and then just everything that's going on here now. It's really, it's such a labor of love, and it's very fulfilling. Baruch Hashem. It's a tremendous bracha to love what you do and to see the results or for them to pay off this way. I mean, last night, Yom CSY was the payoff for everything we've been working on, you know, so in such a concentrated amount of time over the last few weeks. From the time we knew we were going, we basically had to cram five months of work into about three to four weeks. And it was, when I tell you we were working around the clock, it's, uh, it's not an exaggeration, and we, we couldn't have had, you know, enough help to get everything done the way we did. And, and it's uh, funny Ruhashan. because
1: um, the way things usually work Logistics is not at the top of your list. You have people that are really dealing with every detail. But now logistics got to the top of everyone's list to worry about. Everything is logistics.
17: <laughs> you know, they say location, location, location. <laughs> right. So it's logistics, logistics, logistics. And uh, this is the summer. We're calling it the summer of last-minute-ness and, and adjustments. And that's what we're doing. We're really, uh, Baruch Hashem, we're, we're making the adjustments we have to. And I think what everyone is feeling is we're, we're grateful to be here. And uh, whatever we have to do. But la- last night was the payoff to see a couple thousand people in Eretz Yisrael celebrating that way with Eitan and Shlomo and dedicating a beautiful Torah. And what was so nice is that you had, the Torah has an effect on everybody. But last night it was so special to see the yeshiva kids and the public school kids and and the parents and the alumni and the NCSY employees and just everybody together celebrating that Torah. You know, the, the attitude of gratitude that they celebrated last night. Uh, really, really said it all. And uh, like I said, that was the payoff for all the number of uh, the weeks and the months that have, have preceded the summer, God willing.
1: You say this to us every single year. You look at Yom Y. you have kids from Frum families and kids who are now thinking about adding Frumkite to their upbringing. And they're all together, dancing,
17: celebrating, and having this incredible experience. If you'll notice, the, what I was looking at last night, besides just the, the happiness and the Ruach, was the kids in the yellow T-shirts were the TJJ kids and I was seeing how many of them were dancing with the Torah and there were plenty and, and just that's what we've always wanted the TJJ kids with the Kolo kids and the Makhlala kids and just the we're, we're all at the we started the night every Yom CSY it's not a coincidence it's not because there are lack of Jewish songs <laughs> we, we start Yom CSY with Am Yisrael Chai right. we start there it's not a coincidence um and because that's what we are we are wonderful especially again the omen csy is a program that we, we you know we fought to get it on on the map so to speak because it's it's a very it is a very expensive night but it's the essence of who we are it's the essence of kids who are literally experiencing their first shabbos ever kids who have no idea you know and certainly never been to israel and certainly don't own a pair of thvillin and certainly so have never lit shabbos candles and kids who are in Kolel and sit there who have been from their whole lives and just to celebrate that diversity. And bringing everyone together like that is is an incredible thing. I I think Yom N C S Y is is by far the highlight of our summer, because it literally defines who we are. And and you watch the videos that night, and you see the kids who are learning, see the kids who are traveling Israel, and and I think our di- our diversity defines us. You know where you'll be on July thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Exactly where? No, I know it will be at Yom sy two thousand twenty two. Hopefully it'll um, be in Israel. Yeah, it'll, I hope it'll be in Israel. That we have one or two locations in mind. Uh, one of which might be the one we had last night but we'll see how everything shakes out numbers wise i thought it was funny i think this is at least my third location for
1: Yom men so maybe more at this point and every one of them has that magical hill that beautiful
17: amphitheater and a beautiful setup that really gets everybody dancing together they really do it's it's, it's very special again israel at night at eight yeah. you know we start we always start Eight thirty is our magical time that's when it gets dark enough to have it and, and beautiful and 8 eight thirty is our magical start time and uh, it's, you know, we used, I always, myself, I'm sort of more of an indoors man with air conditioning, more, <laughs> more than outdoors. So when we started this venue as an outdoor venue, I was like, yeah, there was one year we did it indoors. And it, it just was not the same. outdoors, you know, in the, air, in the land of Eretz, Israel, is, uh, is very special. And also you can have fireworks then. So I, I happen to like the fireworks. So I'm not going to lie to you. That's pretty cool. A lot of great elements to it. David Cutler is here. Well, I have big news for you. At some
1: point in the last 24 hours, registration for 2022 opened up, summer.ncsy.org. Could you imagine? By the way, any idea if people have already done it?
17: Uh, We have a lot. We have a whole bunch of kids. We had had a couple dozen today who pre-registered already for next summer. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) We did it exclusively today for those. We gave first an opportunity to those who were signed up for this summer as an exclusive opportunity. Uh, We literally had a couple dozen registrations today. And uh, by the end of the month, we're going to open it up to everybody in a couple days. Um, by the end of the month, you'll have, you know, five, six hundred kids who are re- pre-registered for next summer. What do you think of the south side of the Kolol? I think it's great. I actually, I went to, uh, Eric, I went to Ushibi here in Oriental Island. All right. So I haven't was been Was that down, up or, or here? That was up. That was up there. But this is where we ate on Shabbos. Interesting. Our, our food was driven in every day, but we walked down here on Shabbos. So I haven't been here, down here, since 1990. So when i was driving here before with my wife i was like wow this is a real like 1990 yeah, that's a long, long time ago time, yeah. so it's wonderful no it's a beautiful setup down here and uh, you know the 11th graders are down here in the machina program and it's uh it's a beautiful thing I, I look i think i hope i hope we need two campuses again next year i hope they'll have us back you know i, I uh, i'm pretty sure they will but we, we haven't gotten to that discussion yet but it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing the 11th grade what
1: tremendous beneficiaries of what ncsy declared they would do because i'm telling you as i said to you last night so many people that were leaving 10th grade last year felt that they just missed out and they'll never be able to make up this ncsy summer program uh this summer and look what happened you opened it up to them and i mean i i I could use the
17: expression you're sold out basically yeah by the way you should know in april we had these two campuses basically on hold the entire year we didn't know if we were going to need them up until that vaccine announcement came out with the 12 right. to 15 year olds, we had over, we had 365 boys signed up between the two 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 grades, and then the, the vaccine hadn't come out yet, and we were we were not that we didn't know how many kids would be able to get into Israel without getting vaccinated. And therefore, even even in April, like we started making the judgment of okay, how many kids are we going to be able to get into the one campus because we don't know how many kids are going to end in Baruch Hashem just like that, the vaccine comes out. With two campuses, almost nobody out of 362 boys that were signed up, I think over 350, you know, ended up making it in, thank God. And it's um, it's tremendous, There's the two campus thing here, between here and Makhlelet, and the four buses on Jolt Israel, and the two buses, the 100 kids on Give, and uh, you know the the dozen buses of TJJ. It's
1: uh, is it a dozen? Is it twelve buses already?
17: It's more than it's. It's actually fifteen buses, including the other the public school kids right. that are that are considered TJJ. And then we actually have three buses of TJJ kids on the West Coast this summer. I know nice. I'm not sure if a lot of are here in Israel it is well, but we have we have three TJJ. <laughs> you mean buses, the West Coast of the United States? <laughs> the West Coast of the United States. We have three buses of which, are, which is tremendous. We didn't know if we'd get one bus of kids on the on the West Coast. Now we got three buses of kids on the on the West Coast, mostly younger kids in the United States. And uh, and they're having a, a wonderful time. They're actually doing great. Another lesson
1: I learned tonight, David Cutler, because we've done this before, and yet I learn a lesson every time. The recruiting that your NCSY leaders are doing during the year for NCSY summer
17: is pretty impressive. Oh, it's very impressive. That, that's why I really wanted you to talk to Elliot tonight, who right. really re- heads up all of our recruitment. Uh, and it's an impressive thing when you think about it in COVID. You know, we we went from a he usually he loves Delta Airlines. I probably shouldn't say that on there. He loves uh, he, we love it all. We love it But he in the United States he loves to travel Delta, and he travels all over the country going to Shabbatonim and clubs and and he wasn't able to travel this year. And yet our numbers were higher than ever. We did a we used Zoom uh, you know masterfully, Baruch Hashem, and we had wonderful meetings and uh, our recruitment team. Did just an incredible job, and learning to learning to you know recruit virtually with our regions, with our different different schools and schools around the country, and uh, as you can see, it was it's a new model. So we're going to get back to traveling, God willing, and we'll still travel. So that is still in our budget. That will not take the travel line off of our budget, but we also now know we can recruit virtually, and we we've added that to our repertoire, if you will. So we have that. You know, the the double weapon of being able to recruit in person and being able to recruit over the computer. I'm just glad that the regional directors and the chapter heads uh, have NCSY
1: summer as a priority when they speak to their kids about what to do in the future. You know, the discussions about where to go to high school, discussions about what to do post high school, et cetera. Those are discussions. But summer is important as
17: well, and they keep that in mind. Summer has become. Hashem, for, for my job security and for, for us, has become... It's no longer a luxury. Summer used to right. be, like, completely a luxury. It's true. Obviously, you know, yeshiva tuition and, and putting a roof over your head in a car is, uh, comes before, but the Rebbeim and the yeshivas and, and the schools and the communities are now prioritizing summer just like they are school, because the kids grow... Some of them grow as more over the summer than they do during the year, because it's just that special of an environment. And uh, so it's... Not only has it become... A priority, But we have some of our regions who have full-time employees who just work on, on, on recruitment of summer and follow-up from summer. And that, that's the model that we're going to be working on. We want all of our regions to have at least one, if not several, full-time employees who just concentrate on summer recruitment and summer follow-up and continuing the relationships that are built in the summer uh, because that's the most successful model. What we, what we see for our, our growth, are the more boots on the ground that are working full-time in summer programs and summer program follow-up, the bigger our numbers are going to be. And the follow-up helps in getting people in the right direction when it comes to college.
1: The follow-up helps in getting their siblings to be interested in summer programs and, and their friends and, family and neighbors. family engagement as well. Right. We're also
17: really, and now we're doing family engagement in the communities as well. Shabbos, different programming on Shabbos and Sundays for families and getting families engaged in Yiddish Khaedah. It's, it's very tremendously special. And we're working, we work so well with our regions around the country. It's, it's really an organizational effort where it's just, it's just a cycle. You know, you're, you're doing things during the year, it carries over into the summer, or sometimes the summer is the entry point, and then it carries back into the year. And we're just all working together as bar and bar mitzvah programming that we're doing together, family engagement that we're doing together. And then there's the summer, and then there's the year-round programming, which which anything from a public school club to Khaburas uh, that take place, especially of uh, Sabolovsky's uh, programs that he does on Friday in, in the yeshivas in New Jersey. It's, it's um uh, it's amazing. It, it's a wonderful effort. And, and, you know, again, all the credit goes to our parent company, the Orthodox Union, who really makes it all, all worth it. Uh, so everybody should, uh, you know, drink Coke, not Pepsi, because <laughs> they're the OU. Am I allowed to say that? And uh, But I have a lot about Karasatov. The OU, you know, again, they don't just pay for my cell phone and my laptop, but they, they really make all of us you know just proud to be jewish and proud to be giving back to the community in, in the way that we do and that's us and it's Yachad, and it's the it's the the political arm and it's the the, the, the teach and, and everything oh, they endless. do yeah. it's really endless what they do for the jewish community it, it, it's really wonderful and uh, i cannot have enough of cars atov for what they you know sticking through covid and really keeping us on board and keeping everything going and uh, and then giving us the chance to you know put off our deadlines this year and to bring you know, 1, 16, 1,700 kids here to Israel and another 800 in the States is uh, it's a tremendous opportunity, which none of us take for granted. David Cutler.
1: They made a good decision when they made you the head of NCSY Summer. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Continued success to you. And thank you again, as I said to you yesterday, for including us in what has become a banner year for NCSY Summer. Amen.
17: Thank you. We should do it. Continue many years together. Rezorah Hashem with good health. Amen. And, uh, and doing wonderful things and sharing with Tosh Tovos and uh, really inspiring these kids. That's really what it's all about. Their connection to Judaism. And and, and someone had said before, you know, I think they were talking to you off, uh, off the air. The relationships that are created on NCSY summer and NCSY in particular, their their life their life lasting. They're they're not they're not, it's not about one summer you know just finished. It's it's really for the rest of your life, and uh, that's what's so special. So most of our staff right now went on programs as as a kid, right? And that's that's so filling to see that that circle where everybody's coming back, and you know people like Amosha Benavitz who grew up in NCSY and now are running the programs, and and so many staff members who are on TJJ people who became from. Through TJJ and are now staffing it at it's, um, it's tremendous. And people who live here in Arizona, people here, we run people people here who went in, in the Israeli army, strictly because they went on TJJ, got inspired, and now they're living in Israel in the army. It's uh, phenomenal. Continued success, David. Anybody out there wants information, summer.ncsy.org. Summer.ncsy.org. Summer 2022 is underway. And uh, <laughs> please uh, please be in touch with us because we're going we're gonna to keep doing wonderful things. Thank you very much, David. Hashem. Thank you, Nachum.
1: Uh, JM and the AM, what uh, an amazing two broadcasts these have been. Yom NCSY, that's what dominated our Tuesday morning broadcast. And now our visit NCSY, Kolel dominating our Wednesday morning broadcast. Tomorrow and Friday, we're back in studio in our New York City studios with JM and the AM, and I hope you'll all be tuned in as we get back into our regular uh, schedule and uh, our regular format. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that the, um, uh, that the music continues and our programming continues all day long. Avrami will be hosting a live lunch, as, he's, uh, as is his uh, habit, every Tuesday and Wednesday, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So I'll be coming up, and uh, spread the word, tell your friends, your relatives, everybody you know about installing the NSN app and becoming a regular listener of ours. It'll enhance your lives, and it'll enhance the lives of your friends, neighbors, and family, um, where you'll be surrounded with great music and um, wonderful aspects of our community on a regular basis by tuning into JMNAM every single morning and by uh, listening to the Nahum Segal Network all day long. A very, very special thank you to Shoshi Elman. Uh, That is the person who is in charge. Oh, thank you very much. That is the person who is in charge. Um, I don't know what the exact title is, but apparently she's the camp mother here at uh, (laughs) CSY. Would that be appropriate? (laughs) And and she has stepped in in a very challenging role. I'm used to having my full staff with me when we travel. Uh, David Cutler said, I have the perfect person to guide you through this radio ocean. And sure enough, she has proven to be a great navigator. So thank you very much. And also a special thank you to Gavri Siegel, who traveled all the way from Manhattan a couple of weeks ago just to prepare for his production role in this morning show. And that is greatly appreciated as well. Acheno Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And when we say, Achenu I think we have proven it uh, by being here on the spot. Thank God we've been given this unique opportunity to do this uh, this week and to bring you programming from Israel, which is always welcome, but in this case, I must say, during these COVID times, was even more welcome. Uh, Tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. We'll be in our New York City studios, please God. And again, a big thank you to David Cutler and everybody at NCSY Summer. Uh, Our first two regular shows uh, post uh, the 10th of Av, our Tuesday and Wednesday broadcasts emanated from Israel and concentrated on the great work of NCSY, uh, both on Tuesday and Wednesday. And for that, we are very, very grateful. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Plenty more coming up here at the Nahum Segal Network. Till next time, Nahum Segal reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.